This and all episodes of the podcast have been brought to you by our generous patrons over at Patreon The Daisy Podcast. If you're interested in finding out more about how you can support the show each week, then please click the link in the description down below to find out more information about Patreon The Daisy Podcast. Thank you for your support. Hello. Hello. How's it going? Hello. Oi. How are you doing? Let's get there with me. I'm just trying to get the camera going real quick. Oh, come on. So obviously it will be now, right now, when things start breaking. <laughs> right, I'm gonna I'm just gonna go out of this phone and come back again. Still waking up low on coffee, cup of coffee number one. Ah, see, I don't drink coffee, so. I do like it when my chair is actually comfortable, though, so we'll chuck a pillow behind us. That's better. If I bring Discord up on my phone, it can act like a fourth monitor. I can keep an eye on bits and bobs from there. Magic, I think. Now all I need to do is remember what was my key binding or hotkey that I set up to mute my microphone at any given moment in Streamlabs. Or did I not? Apparently I didn't set one up. Oh well. Oh well. Shit doth happeneth. Is uh, that your bed that I see in the, just in the bottom right? <laughs> just over my shoulder here, yeah. Is that to stop it banging off all? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? Ironically, it actually is. <laughs> That's literally packaging from, I don't even know what parcel it was. And the worst thing is, it's not even because of any sort of decent sex life. It's because I'm a fat fuck and when I move, my headboard moves. <laughs> I'd like to say it's because I'm some virile young man who's getting it, but it's not. It's really not. It's just purely because it's fucking annoying. Hey, right, we're getting there. Uh, yeah, I usually cover that with my uh, with my green screen when I'm actually <laughs> doing green screen related things. So it's very rare that it's even visible, but fuck it, it's staying there. Okay, this is looking good. Everything's looking good. Uh, except I'm missing. And chat window. Perfect. Uh, okay, I think we're ready. Ready when you are, mate. Okay, well, welcome everyone to the daisy podcast um this is where i show my uh inexperience straight away <laughs> because i haven't got a clue what episode it is brim can you 36 and funny enough until about five minutes ago neither did i i had to look back on my vod from last week <laughs> <laughs> we're in the same boat mate i can i forget it every single week 
Well, thank you for pulling me out there straight <laughs> away, the first one. Uh, we're uh, joined with Foxy Pole and Val. How are you doing, boys? <laughs> yeah, good, thanks. All good, good here. Good, good. And our special guest this week is Winstride, as you can tell by the title. How are you doing, Winstride? Hey, how are you doing? Very I'm good, right. mate. Nice I'm to meet you as well. Um, yes, well, nice I've spoke to you before, actually. It was a long time ago, if you remember. Mm, I'm not sure. I do believe you made one? a clothing item for me. Yeah, yeah. I think it was a she-mag or something like that. Oh. I'm sure it was she. Yeah. I think so, I anyway. Think yeah. Um, but anyway, pleasure to uh, have you on the show. Um, <laughs> pleasure to mine, man. Good, good. Okay. Well, to kick things off, do you want to just tell us a little bit about yourself, mate? Um... I'll put you on the top there. Hello, there we go. (laughs) Well. (laughs) You don't have to give away Uh, too much personal information. Say what you're comfortable with, mate. Don't worry. No, it's all good, man. (laughs) I bought myself. Uh, I I started my career as an artist. Uh, First of all, I apologize for my clunky English. English is fine, (laughs) mate. Carry on. Yeah, uh, I started uh, doing graphic design in college because I've been very passionate about uh, 3D animation and games and audiovisual and in general and the 3D world since I was very young. And I did not conclude my course, but I I finished my final conclusion project, which is which was an animated short. A 3D animated short by the time. Okay. And ever since, I didn't, I didn't ever got a full-time job as an artist. I, I just kept on freelancing and taking commissions. And I think it was earlier past year that I started dipping my toes in DZ modding. I've played DZ since since it first released in 2013 as a mod. Mm-hmm. And I got I got a buddy, the guy the guy that owns OP base items. Yeah, uh, he was the one that first uh, showed me and helped me how to mod and implement my first item. That's that's where that all started pretty much. And I kept on just taking commissions ever since and working on a mod, really. Okay. So what was your inspiration for, uh, but in case anybody doesn't know, let me just share this um, screen. Where are we? Screen. Uh, there we go. Um, okay. So just in case uh, anybody was not familiar, this is uh, one of Windstride's mods, the Windstride clothing pack. Um, what was your, what, what was your inspiration for for starting the clothing pack then? Was that what motivated you to do it? Uh, I'm not. I'm not sure. Uh, I only saw retextures of items uh, in the by the time, and I I am very attached to how my character look in the game really, and I always wanted new clothing pieces. So we started dipping our toes into that. Uh, I, I knew modeling already. Uh, OP knew how to implement some stuff in the game. He was a bit more advanced. He, he 
taught me retextures, but that's that was not what I wanted to do because there was so many people doing that already. Uh, I wanted to bring more original content uh, that no one is doing because I had the 3D abilities already, so it would help a lot. But uh, yeah, I, ever since I got inspiration from different games, really. Uh, a few games, Last of Us, uh, I don't know, even Tarkov, um, Metro, yeah, various places uh, with post-apocalyptic teams. I really like this team and uh, I think DZ has lots of potential for, for new assets still. Yeah, yeah. You enjoying your food there, Brim? <laughs> Got to keep some <laughs> chewing gum going, keep me, uh, keep me awake and alive. Oh, chewing gum. Doing them. Winstrad, can you remember what your very first item was that you modded? Yes, it was the leggings. It was very complicated to get it done. This is the first I mean, item. I've <laughs> got these on the screen here now. These, I've seen um, quite a few streamers wearing the leggings. They've proved popular. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, they I were different little... by then. They got remastered. Yeah, I, I played a little 110 yesterday, and it looks like the vanilla leggings are sort of at high insulation. So I think that you're probably going to see, I don't know what it's like for modded clothing as much at, at the moment, but I can imagine we'll probably see a lot more people running around in in clothing like that if it's going to offer some good, you know, some good insulation to the, the new weather changes. <clears throat> yes, I'm not sure how my, my clothing are... I'm not sure if they're working 100%. I tested a little bit, and uh, the installation values of clothing were showing, although I'm using the old parameter as they changed a lot of things weather-related. So I'll still take a, a closer look at that, and probably I'll rebalance my clothing to to match 1.10 environmental changes. Okay, that, well, you, you've, you've brought me... I've, I've, I thought I'd be all professional, and I've got a list of questions, right? On another yeah, screen, so you, so you, you can't see him, right? So it makes me look like I know what I'm doing. But <laughs> you've that, 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 you kind of skipped through the things. So after I'll just have a look here. So, oh. <laughs> what 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 are your thoughts on the the one point one zero update then? Uh, I really like it so far. I didn't think I was going to see fractures back in the game. Uh, officially implemented, that's uh, at least. Um. I like it. I like. I like the changes to the V3S. Uh, uh, bit sad that I can't carry ten friends in the back anymore, but uh, we can carry a base in the back of it now. So <laughs> it's still interesting. Uh, yeah, I like it. I think it. I'm looking forward to a lot of stuff, but uh, I'm not sure if we'll have it or not. Like bows, for example. Yeah, I mean, you've got, um, there's modded bows out there already, isn't there? Um, but it'd be I cool think there's modded crossbows, yeah. Yeah, good to, it would be good to see them come back. Um, they were they were a favourite of people for a while. Broken, bro broken bones, um, I think that's almost like a Christmas present at this point. <laughs> like, everybody's been wanting it for so long, and uh, it, they've, 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 they've got it in for Christmas, I feel. That's our little treat, I reckon. <clears throat> so, as whilst we're talking there, and you was mentioning about insulation and stuff, then, so um, Namalsk is obviously on the way. Um, 
will you be updating your clothing pack to um to uh allow for the mouse some new items from the mouse i have one item that i'm hoping to manage to release along with the mouse car when it comes out okay. that is snow boots it's still a concept i have nothing to show yet but uh I hope I can get it done before the mouse comes out. Oh, like the like the tennis racket looking things that go on you on the bottom of your those sort of boots. You mean? No, or? it's like it's uh, insulated high knee boots with four around it, with four around the the higher part. I don't know. Okay, yeah, sort of like going up to the up to your knee almost, doesn't it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Some better looking version of UGG boots, essentially. <laughs> only only a lot better looking because let's be honest ugg boots are known because they are ugly um right okay so let's see i'm not i'm i'm i'm, I'm gonna get used to this flowing into the next question <laughs> bit and all that it's, it's new to me it's new to me um, <laughs> so i don't know if you know your current subscriber number but i was looking uh and i think we can see on here now 704,000 current subscribers to your mod. Yes. That's yeah. pretty crazy. You've got, yeah, I was going to say that that's got to be pretty exciting. Did you, <laughs> um, did you ever think that you, you, your mod was going to blow up to that sort of level? Mm, absolutely not. <laughs> I didn't no. expect much when I first released it. But yeah, pretty amazing. That's that's I mean that's a hell of a lot of people who've got to be wearing your clothing on servers. Yes. That's got to make, that's, that's got to make you pretty, you know. Um I all the time you can go on a, a a Twitch stream or whatever and you can you can spot people wearing your stuff. Yeah, it's really exciting. I I, I actually I was watching Trout a while ago when he was on Daisy and mm -hmm. I managed to clip him saying, "Oh man, I love the poncho." I was so excited about that. <laughs> Mate, there you go then. That you couldn't get a better one than that, could you? <laughs> oh, look, there's Helkiana's in the chat. She's saying she loves Windstride clothing. It's honestly the best mod out there. there hey, Helki, how are you doing? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, she helps me out a lot. There's a good ton of, ton of her scripting in the mods, really, uh, behind the canvas backpack. Right. I've got yeah, help get help gets my thanks this week as well because the uh, the one point one zero update um, forked a lot of things in my server mod, and uh, when I uh, I did a little scan for uh, for how many things were broken, the things that came back the list was a bit of a shock to me. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie, and I was struggling. I was struggling, and help pulled me out of the uh, the caca. Yes, she, oh, she my, does that. She's a legend. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay, so um, I don't know exactly how many items you've got in your mod. Do you know how many? I don't, to be honest. It's got to be. It's got a quick look. <laughs> it's up to around 20, I think. Let's see. Around 20? I didn't... This was... So it's I was around to... 16, if you're counting the pins as well as night. Okay. I'm just sure. I love what I didn't even know you could do this on. I've never seen this on Steam before for a Daisy mod where you've got the models 
on your page and you can oh, have yes. a real real good look at what they look like i think that's i never even knew i've never seen that before um not all models are there it's a website called sketchfab where you can Oh yeah, I'm familiar. I'm, I'm familiar with Sketchfab. Yeah, I didn't realize it could be put onto Steam like this. It's awesome to see the stuff like that. But sometimes yeah. the picture doesn't give you a good idea of what things look like. Um, yeah. So, out of all the items you've got, what's your uh, what's your favorite item? The one you most enjoyed working on, and what's the one you hate hated working on, or found the most of a struggle? Uh. As I improve from time to time, I I always look back at the first items I'm implemented, and I start finding them to be really ugly, and I I eventually remake them. But uh, the the one I think I enjoyed working the most was I really enjoyed working on the legs in the first place because it had the cool feature that was new to everyone where you you get holes in the in the in the pants when it's damaged, but uh, I didn't know anything about modding back then. Uh, after that, it was fun developing the canvas backpack and the winter parka. The winter parka was really fun because I I got the chance to work with fur for the first time. Also, I commissioned not long ago. I commissioned. Uh, a bare headdress for smoke uh, for day one servers. Yeah, that was fun working with as well because I never uh, modeled anything related to an animal really, apart for a cartoon animal for my short movie. <laughs> but <laughs> other than that, it's pretty pretty interesting uh, be able to implement for how it's implemented in games, like with planes, uh, with transparent textures and all. So. Quite a challenge. That um, that uh, bear head headdress has become quite iconic now. You see that around quite a lot. Uh, streamers yeah. wearing it and everything. Yes, that's got, to make you, that's got again. That's got to make you pretty happy when you see that you see you work all the time like that. <laughs> so, well, um, I'm, I'm glad everyone enjoyed that. Yeah. <clears throat> so. Uh, okay, let me move on. Um, you throw you throw me you throw me off track here now. I've got I've got to go through my list of questions. Um, oh oh, that's something I meant to touch on with the um, with the success of your of your mod. Have, there, have you found there's been any any downsides to it, or has it all been really positive? Uh, it's been mostly positive, really. Um, downsides. Not really. You get people annoying you from time to time, but I, th I think that's normal if you're a modder. Uh, people I I allow to repack my mod, and then a new update comes out, and everyone I allow to repack my mod in some manner with um, only specific items. I need to pack the mod again uh, with the changes for the new pet uh, with those specific items, and it gets annoying. It can get annoying, but uh, other than that. Uh, not really. It's been positive. Yeah, feedback is usually positive. People are not toxic. Uh, pretty great, to be honest. That's that's good to hear. I think we've. I think. I think certainly I, as a server owner, I've experienced the toxic side of it a, a bit, and uh, yeah. 
draw some of the boys there uh, rather as well. Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, some people just uh, are predisposed to being arseholes. But I'm quite glad to hear that uh, none of them have seemed to found their way to the to the wind stride side of things. So that's a that's a good thing. Yeah. I've got a quick question, Windstread. Not too long ago you added like the water the wet texture on all your clothing. Right? How hard was that to get working how you wanted it to? Uh for me it was pretty simple. You should probably ask that Helkian, I forgot to mention. That's her scripting as well, the wet closing. She wrote the script. I had an idea that it would not be very hard because we also we already have uh, textures and materials that changes when stuff get damaged. So I figured it wouldn't be that hard to trigger a change in the texture and the material uh, if the the clothes are wet. And I that's something I I really think should be in the base game. Uh, it should have been since the start. To be honest, but uh, since it's not, I, I wanted to do that with my mod, and the plan was to do it with all vanilla items, but uh, I I didn't manage to get to that. It's a lot of work. It's not hard, but it's a massive work because so many items in variants. My my side is pretty simple. I just get a, a darker color texture and. I make the material a bit shinier, shinier the yeah. specular and the gloss. And that's about it. You have shiny look. <laughs> it is like, the, I think it's the only clothing item I've seen have that happen to it. I've never seen anything else get wet or anything like that. So it's nice to see that implemented. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's... um. That's the level of detail that a lot of um, clothing mods and stuff don't go to. Like a lot, a lot. There's a lot of retextured stuff out there, obviously, and some yeah. of it, some of it's, um, I won't say bad, but you've gone the extra level with yours, definitely. Um, <laughs> I'm just looking at, I look over at some of the pieces. So I'm trying, I'm trying to, I'm trying to put what kind of, I'm trying to think what kind of games game style how you like to play is it is it uh are you survive like a survivory survivory type player or a bit of a bandit maybe i'm looking at some of these things and i think maybe there's a bit of bandit in you you just need to show them the green mountain videos winstride <laughs> yeah, that's true i didn't know you know that foxy what the fuck <laughs> we used to play in the village didn't we so the bro was, was there where we, we met, first met? Yeah, yeah, it was years ago as well. Um, uh, we used to do, like, broadcasts on... Uh, shit, Green Mountain? Green Mountain, yeah, Green Mountain. <laughs> made a couple of videos about it on the village server. It was really cool, actually. Yes, okay. that's on my channel if you want to check that out. It's old, but it's, it's interesting. Go on, you can, yeah. uh, you can drop, a link, drop a link to your channel in chat, or if you've got it. Sure, I'll grab one. Uh, but I'm okay. I'm guest bios. Is that the one that you posted, Boxy? Yeah. Oh, excellent, excellent. Okay. That's but sad. I'm I'm really not. Is there I'm any? Really is there any? <laughs> 
Is there anything in the video that would potentially uh, get a DMCA strike? (laughs) (laughs) Mm. Before I play anything. (laughs) I think so. As the video is not monetized, it's... uh, I'm pretty sure there are songs that are not... We'll not risk that one then, but we'll okay. invite everybody just, to go and check. Yeah, we'll, go, play... we'll invite everybody to check the videos out themselves there. Yeah, play the, play the video, but not the audio, and you should be all right. Yes. Um, um, you, you, so then, so you, I, I take it then from that, then you're like, um, you like the, you like the full experience of Daisy then? Uh, yes. I, yeah. It's very rare me playing as a bandit or KOS. If I, if I trade one word with someone, I will already feel really bad for killing them. I, I can't handle it. <laughs> I'm usually into organic roleplay. That's my thing. Hardcore survival and organic roleplay. Cool. I think you, so you, with that play style, especially, you invest a lot of time into your character. Um, yes. Which, yeah. And then that, if that's your, especially if that's your, um, type of playstyle that probably had a bit of a um you know a reason for why you created your mod because when you've got the the stuff in your mod you can really make your character look individual (laughs) it's it's great for those people that really invest time into their character yeah i'm really attached to how my character look because there's not a great deal of customization and uh personalization where you can feel represented by your character on DayZ because you can't create a character. There's only a, a few select models. And uh, I think clothing is 90% of how you personalize uh, your model, your your character, I mean. So I, I grew really attached to how my character look. And uh, I can't I can't see myself playing on a server that, has, uh, that doesn't have my mod today. Not because I'm, oh. <laughs> doesn't have my mod, I'm not even going to play there. <laughs> it's because my look is composed with uh, most of, most pieces are from my, my mod. I always rock the leggings, the baseball t-shirt, <laughs> the sneakers, and the beanie. But if you've gone through all that effort of making the mod, you want to wear some of it, right? Yes, damn it. Elkian is just put in chat there. I spent two hours suiciding on a PVE server trying to get my character that I wanted. <laughs> yes, I I don't play when I don't get my character as well. I I need to well, set it before I need to, I needed to set it on the menu load uh, load the game not launched to the launcher. Select the, the character in the menu every time I launch the game and then join the server. It's a harsh. It's fixed well, now, yeah. So. Yeah, I was going to say, at one point when all they introduced um, that, they brought back the uh, custom character feature, haven't they? Yes, great. So, uh, I mean, I touched on it a little bit, asked about the mouse, but uh, have you got so have you got any uh, any plans for the future? Uh, not not just forgetting, you know, or not focused on the mouse. I mean, in general, have you got any plans for any uh, more items, uh, new mods, stuff like that? Uh, I've 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 new items planned that I'm some I'm working on some are just concepts for now. Uh, but apart from that, I'm working on a guitar mod. I'm not sure how much I can 
claim on that because Helkiana and Zeroy are involved and I don't know how much they want to be claimed. <laughs> you, you, yeah, I know I know of the project, yeah. Yes. Uh, I haven't done much yet. Uh, they did most of it. Uh, Zeroy with the animations and the, he got the guitar model uh, of the internet and Helkiana scripting. And I'm supposed to be helping with uh, some models and uh, perhaps improve the guitar model, stuff like that. And hope, hopefully I will learn some something about uh, implementing animations with Zeroy, because uh, they have uh, have plans for new animations for Daisy. There's lots of possibilities, and I know how to animate as well as I know how to model. So uh, it would be pretty cool to learn how to implement animation on Daisy. As so during your time, as this is kind of one of the questions I was going to ask, actually, is so is there anything? Um that you would like to see introduced to modding that would make your um, modding life easier or be able to, for you to do new things? Is there, any, is there anything you li you'd like to do at the moment that DayZ modding is limiting you? Mm -hmm. I'm not sure because my extent in modding knowledge isn't that big. Uh, I'm more of a 3D artist, but uh, yeah. I'd like to... I'd love some quality of life quality of life uh, improvements to Bohemia tools, really, but I don't think we're getting into that. <laughs> it's just their tools are so obsolete and old. Uh, every time I, I need to preview something of my mod, I, I really I, I need to launch the game. Or if I want to proxy an item on my backpack, for example, for example, uh, the items that you can attach to it, uh, they're proxies. Mm -hmm. And it's really awful positioning them in Object Builder, which is their 3D software, it's just, it's really clunky. <laughs> I am familiar with Object Builder and I'm useless at it. Um, <laughs> I see everybody uses it and they, they, they just amaze me. I can manage like maybe a square thing in Object Builder. Simple square <laughs> box is all I can deal with. Yes. Yeah, I just, I just do what I really need to do in there. Other than that, I just go for a, an actual 3D software like I use 3ds Max times, but uh, okay. it's my main 3D software. There are others. It will make your life much easier to just grab uh, a 3D software, do everything you need there, uh, modeling, mapping, texturing, uh, and you just implement what you need to in Object Builder. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. Um... I've got a fight now. I might be running out of questions here. One moment. <laughs> <laughs> I told you it wasn't going to be a professional one this week. Don't uh, worry. You can chat about everything, man. <laughs> well, let me let me uh, jump in and Wanna... pose a quick question to you, then, Winstride. Going going off what uh, what what we devil asked you a minute ago about future plans and things. In an ideal world, assuming that ev anything was possible, what what is the one sort of dream thing? That you would like to see for Daisy, it could be anything at all. Well, <clears throat> I'd love lots of some of them were even uh, on the roadmap a few years ago. Like, take a look at 2016 roadmap. That was exciting. We were supposed to have animal companions, man. I want horses in the game. <laughs> <laughs> I want horses back. I want poles. I wish. Uh, it was easier to build underground structures in the map, which uh, 
you can't you can't cut holes in the terrain of Daisy, which is yeah. unfortunate and makes building ter uh, underground terrain very intricate. Uh, I wish the lighting was better. Uh, it's really simple, and uh, if you go into underground areas or really dark places, they're not dark because there's when it's daytime, there's only spotlight, sun spotlight, and shade, shadow. Uh, there's it's really simple the lighting, so it's hard to make dark environments dark. Yeah, which is a letdown if you're building an underground structure. I believe uh, Samrak mentioned that uh, the underground areas of Namask will be actually dark, even if it's daylight. I wonder yes. how he managed that. I'm not sure. Yeah, I remember he said something about it when um, I think he said something about it on his own, on his stream once about that as well. Saying it, well, I think it might have been in the one of the trailers. He said it was literally going to be absolute pitch black darkness, you know, during the day. It. Which, yeah, I think I think is absolutely brilliant. I think it's absolutely brilliant. And and I'm with you on the on the whole animal companion thing. I would love to do that, but I did actually see, and I I, I don't know if anyone else knows whether this is a, a recent addition or whether I'm just stupid. But I watched um, Anarchy's most recent video, and he threw he he got attacked by a pack of wolves, and he threw wolf meat that he already had in his bag across the you know just got his character just lob it and these wolves all ran for the meat and started fighting each other over this this wolf steak what? and like i say i don't i don't know if it was uh, he was on a modded server so i don't know whether it was something to do with the mod or whether it's something that bohemia added in vanilla but You've i just thought it was brilliant for a while actually they will attract uh, meat if you throw it yeah, see, it's because I, I knew you could throw items in areas with zombies, and if you know, if you throw like a, you know, any item in your bag, a zombie will aggro to that item to begin with, and then probably turn around and have a go at you. But I didn't realize that you could actually throw meat, and it would, you know, it would it would attract the wolves that were attacking you and make them go away, and it, it did give him that, that you know, that thirty seconds to jump out of the hunting stand he was in and and run away, and he actually escaped from this cool. pack of wolves. So. You know, a little little top tip from the podcast there. If you're ever stuck by wolves and you've got some spare meat on you, fucking lob it. They'll go for it and you can run away. That's top top tip. I didn't even know that. I didn't know about that at all. I didn't know about that until about twelve hours ago. <laughs> okay, we're giving out we're giving out tips now. This is what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> Have any of the other lads got any questions? Well, we've got uh, a couple of pictures that we can show that we can try and put in. Oh, yeah. Artwork to use, Ben, if you pull that up on your screen. Uh, some stuff you're working on at a minute. Let me let me find this. This Discord always gets me. Towards artwork. the bottom, just above the admin oh, chat. Uh, yes, 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 yes. Thank you. Okay, yeah, we've got a lot of pictures here. Um, I, how can I do this so that you can see them all? Okay, like that. Um, oh, yes. That's, uh, that's a base mesh. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, modding isn't on the, console, so... I want, to, I want to make a double shoulder host. 
and you obviously will be able to attach a banana to it as well if you want if i manage to implement that do you know something we don't know we're going to be able to dual wield pistols soon I... <laughs> what sorry are we going to be able to dual wield pistols soon do you know something we don't nah, nah. <laughs> i would it, look, it, it looks cooler <laughs> yes that, that would be something that can mold pistols in daisy <laughs> can you imagine that would be horrific in the funniest and best possible way. Imagine that. <laughs> Every server becomes fucking Call of Duty Modern Warfare. <laughs> Let's have a look at these other pictures here. Um, we've got another bag. It's a bag. Is there anything special about this bag? What am I? Oh, that's, uh, that's the remake of the canvas backpack. I'm completely remaking it from from scratch the model and i'm okay. adding a few improvements to it it's much more uh it's much more like the actual the real concept which is the, the last of us 2 backpack uh ellie's backpack from the last of us 2 uh and i also i'm also uh remaking uh some of the the color variants and it also has uh, new selections for the shoulder straps now, so it doesn't look as floaty if the character has no vest, and it doesn't clip through the vest if he's got a vest on. If you have no vest, it will sit uh, nice and tight in your shoulder, and if you have a vest on, it will look bulkier, and it will probably sit on top of the vest. But it's hard to make it work with all the vests, so <laughs> it won't be perfect. So stuff like that that you do that makes your mod special, like all the little details that you think about. <laughs> yeah, it's my best. <laughs> I, th I think that is why your mod is so popular in comparison to a lot of other mods, because like like Ben said earlier, there's a there's a lot of retextured clothing packs out there nowadays, and some of them are really yeah. good, but none of them seem to quite have the same popularity as your your clothing mod. You know, like you say, with having the the wet clothing and the retextures and things, the way you do things seems to be quite unique to you in a way. It's almost like a signature. Yes, um, I just I just like improving uh, my pieces with everything I can. I mean, to the top level I can before I implement uh, something new because the quality is more important. I'll just take as long as I need on the night until I feel it looks good. And uh, if I can bring new features to, to it, that's great. Mm -hmm. I know from like a personal experience with you is uh, when I had my mask made, you have helped me for what, what was it? Two or three hours to get it in game. It was my first model and you sat there until it was perfect and helped me all the way through it. <laughs> yes. I, I, I often go back and read it all. When I try something new to make sure I'm doing it all right. So, so I'm glad we still got that because we typed it all out and I've got it all there so I can just go back and read it if needs be. But yeah, that was like yes. the three hours you just sat there and helped me all the way through it. Yeah, I, I like helping people with when they have their struggles on modding because I know how difficult it is when you, you're really invested in something and you really want to do something, but you simply can't find... Uh, available knowledge of it or anyone to show you the ropes first first things you need to know to yeah. 
to begin, uh, that's really frustrating. So every time someone comes to me asking for help, I try my best to aid them. So one thing I've noticed is not a lot of good tutorials on YouTube for Daisy Modern. That I is thought, true. Right. The retext yeah. one, I think Septic Falcon's got the best one and that works the best. But other than, like, when you go into more detail, I think you get Matthew Longtime's videos. They're a bit meh. So it's, I don't know. It would be good if there was somebody in the community who could just upload videos on how to do it. I've seen Inclement Dab talking about certain things he might do on YouTube, but I'm not too sure whether he will. Yeah, uh, with with the amount of times that I had to explain a certain process to <laughs> very different people, uh, I'm starting to think yes, I should uh, I should bring a break a video breakdown of how the process is but uh, i'm not sure if i should because when you make it's it says how kiana mentioned uh when you when you make a video of the process it's like you're setting it in stone uh, how you make it and uh i wouldn't like that because i'm very new to modding and if i do that most of the implementation part will be me saying stuff like Okay, in this part, you do this and you need this to be here. Why? Well, fuck knows. But if it's not there, <laughs> it won't work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> when, you've been, um, when you've been making all these various items, I, 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 should, I suppose there's a, a never-ending battle of, of trying um, with issues with clipping. Have you had much of a battle with that? Yes, a lot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> in the first place, I think I think Daisy devs didn't quite prepare to I don't know to having clothing overlaying each other. I think they should have uh, delimited some kind of limit internally to how bulky and a vest can be or a shirt so it doesn't clip through. Uh, some more attention to that because there's clipping in the vanilla already and it's hard to mm. get rid of now. And with new items, I can't I can't be bothered to load my item when it's nearly finished. I load my item into object builder and I proxy every single item in the game into bulldozer just to take a look if what's clipping, what's not. I can only test that to a certain extent because it's really time consuming and the tools are not just doesn't make your life any easier. Uh, so it's really time consuming to get that right. Especially like you say, if, because there's no sort of limit or anything like that, and then you've got loads of other um, modded clothing out there. You're in a, but you, 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 your your clothing will always fight with other people's and stuff like that as well. I I just wanted uh, some kind of. I don't know. It's it's it would be an internal thing if they have that, but it would be like a box or somewhat like a box that delimits how bulky a vest can be, for example. So yeah. So you know every single vest is sitting inside that space. They're not clipping through. So if you're adding anything that goes uh, on top of a vest or I don't know some headgear that goes on your shoulder, you will be able to know that it will sit right because no vest is bulkier than that in the shoulder or 
something like that. Those those kind of limitations and references would be uh, very nice. Also, new selections. Uh, I I believe I posted a picture of a uh, kini jeans that I'll be working on. It's just a sketch for now, and. Uh, yeah. I plan to have different selections for it uh, on the knees, not on the knees, but uh, on the bottom part of it. So if you're wearing wellies or uh, my knee, knee high sneakers or any kind of boots that go to the knee, knee high, I plan uh, to have a selection for that where it hides the bottom part of the, of the pants. So the wellies on the, or the boot sits on top of it. And at the same time, if you're wearing, I don't know, uh, more regular sneakers or shoes, it will see it will sit underneath the pants. Uh, that's something that the devs could have done with uh, lots of clothing items, I believe. It can still be done if they want, but uh, yeah, take some time. Okay, close that picture. There's another one there that I spotted. Uh... Bag, yeah, I see this bag you've done. There we go, you've done a... a oh, yes. That's it. more yeah, closer to implementation of the, the remaster of the backpack. It has the attachments working, and uh, the wet states are working as well in this picture. Uh, it's mostly working internally. Okay, so this, was one, so this is something that's going to be coming soon to your mod, yeah? Yes, the the revamp on the backpack will become an next patch. Okay, you've seen it. You've seen it here first, folks. <laughs> Podcast exclusive. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Oh, what's... oh, they... <laughs> oh, like those type of boots with all the boots you were talking about. Yes, something like that. Mm -hmm. They look pretty cool. Concept. Yeah, they would be awesome on the mask. How hard was it to, do you know, when you pack a uh, jacket, do you know, like, the fur-type texture? How hard was that to do? The fur was interesting. Just like the the bear headdress, uh, the fur was the, my actual first time messing with fur on Infusion Engine. And uh, it's a bit, it was a bit challenging. I don't think it looks that good, uh, if you take a closer look. But... Um, uh, it's it's what I can get <laughs> with uh, I'm using the tree shader, uh, which which make makes it makes you able to have the model interact with wind. It's the only shader that can do that, but it has its downsides. So the lighting looks a bit weird. Uh, the same for the poncho, but uh, you need to choose. Yeah, having it interact with the wind or having good lighting. <laughs> but uh, I think the parka was the model I spent more time on. All models. Yeah. The high poly version of it was pretty complex. Pretty hard to get right. Some people would think that a clothing mod would be on the simpler end of, of modding. But it's actually not, is it? Especially with the level of detail you're putting into stuff. No. Yeah. It's... On a commission, I... I never take less than a week, really, to implement one clothing piece. There's uh, developing the model uh, already takes some time, the texturing, modeling, mapping, and 
then the implementation also takes quite a while. There are lots, there are damaged states. Uh, in my case, there's the wet textures, that's, there's the skin weights as well, which you you have to launch the game every time to test if it's working properly with the character. Because on the 3D software, even though we have the character and the 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 animation test made available with the Daisy character, it's not really the same uh, in the game because uh, first of all, idle position of the character is something I don't have access to. So most of the times, you see the character in idle position. If I had that, I would know if my 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 piece looks good or not. Idle. If it looks good in idle, it will probably good. It will probably look good uh, in other stances. So you've got a lot of fans in chat here. I keep seeing uh, Windstride is beautiful and, and, and everything. A few of my friends are around. So. <laughs> oh, all right. So it looks like you've got your, got your pick of romantic partners there. Oh, my girlfriend's there. Oh, nice. Juliana. <laughs> uh, yeah, you've got all the support. <laughs> Excellent. Um, Right. Is there any last questions from the guys before we move on to the uh, f- from to the agenda? Um, not a question, more of a request. Like a uh, in Daisy, we're missing like a big long coat type of thing. There's one in the mod pack, but it looks really bad. Do you know like a full body length? I don't, I don't know how to explain. It. A trench coat is that what it'd be called? Flasher Mac, as we call them. Yeah. Yeah. A trench coat. Uh, what do you want to know about it? How possible is it? It is. Yeah, because yeah, I've not seen anything like that. It's one. It covers your top half, then like down to your knees, basically. I'm not seeing anything. It's difficult. Like that. It is difficult uh, on Daisy. Uh, the most the closer I got to that was a priest robe. I'm not sure if you've seen that, but I, I commissioned a priest robe for no. Daisy Underground. For, uh, I believe it's a faction item, maybe for, I don't know, I don't remember the name. But uh, it's basically uh, the zombie priest robe. I made that for the, for the character. And it's very difficult to make it look good because we don't have proper clothing, uh, clothing simulation physics. Uh, there's no physics on it. <laughs> it would be just hard. Uh, a hard trench coat which moves along your leg and uh, it wouldn't look as good. <laughs> you can make it interact with the wind, but then the lightning is bad. There's that whole aspect. So cl- longer clothing are not really for Daisy. The it's limited technologically, really. Not much we can do about that. We can implement so- we can implement something, but it won't look as good as good. Okay. Well, this is the part of the show then where we will move on to the agenda and talk a bit more about what's going on in the world of Daisy in the last week or so. Um, bear with me while I find the agenda, even though I'm the guy that wrote it. Um, <laughs> it's been a few doozies this week, I think, hasn't there, with, uh, with 110 coming out and what have you. Have a look. Where's the agenda gone? I've lost it. Ah, here we go. Let me scroll up. Okay, um, pull these things down. There's a, I think you put a link already to uh, YouTube in the chat, but there's Windstride's YouTube if you want to check out the uh, 
the Green Martin videos that he was talking about earlier on. Um, right, okay, let's have a look. Topic number one. Okay, now this one was uh, highlighted by Val this week. Um, I also spotted this as well, um, but we'll uh, we'll let Val have a chat on this. Um, obviously, uh, Val's put here. Surely, there's better things that, for them to be spending money on. This is regarding the um, the GlitchCon event. Is that right, Val? And the uh, the perks the streamers. Few yeah, streamers yeah got. it is exactly. Yeah, I so, think in a, in a week when there's been so much kind of controversy, I suppose around around Twitch and certain things that they've been doing, it just seemed a bit short sighted to me to be effectively throwing money at, at giving things things to people when there was so many other ongoing issues. I understand maybe it was partially to do with you know PR and trying to get a good story out there. But I think for me, it just came across as a bit crass. Like, I, I'm not criticising Twitch too much, as you understand that there's probably more reasons behind it. But I think for me, it was just, um, like I said, it, it seemed a bit crass. It seemed when they were so knee, sort of knee-deep in so much shit during the past few weeks, and then to, to throw money sending people, you know, pointless items, in my opinion, it just seemed a bit silly. But it's their choice, so... Fair yeah, way. I mean, for me, uh, obviously, there's been this whole DMCA drama to do with music and everything over the last few weeks. A um, lot, a lot of people's channels have have had to, you know, they've had to nuke all the content on there and stuff like that. And their their response, Twitch's response to it all, has been very so far lackluster and 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 not very uh, not very good. Had a bad reaction from the community, and there's been a lot of people screaming for them to make arrangements with the music companies so that you know people don't have to be so careful of what they're playing audio-wise these days. And rather than uh, rather invest a few quid in into the music companies, they seem to have sent these. Uh, there's a lot of the main streamers that are like the top earners for them. Um, they've got these trailers that are turning up at their houses with. Um, like full sort of streaming setups and everything in them, and I mean, the, the I didn't quite understand why take a trailer with a streaming setup to a streamer's house who's already got a streaming <laughs> setup. I didn't quite understand that logic. And then I think even I think was it Pokimane had got ended up with a mansion or something that had been done over, like had a Twitch makeover. Yeah, something like that. And I think I agree with what Helkiana saying in the chat. It just comes across like the making the rich richer like there's so many people struggling on twitch people you know struggling to grow the channel and people you know genuinely at risk of losing the livelihoods at the minute and just to send trailers and things like that is just bullshit in my opinion but it's my opinion so the timing definitely seemed very strange didn't it like you say it's maybe they i think they probably had this in the works for a while with the whole sending trailers around and doing GlitchCon things. They've probably had GlitchCon in mind for at least a year and probably couldn't foresee that there was going to be so much fallout and backlash from the DMCA stuff recently. It's kind of been a bit poor timing, generally speaking. So I think there's probably not a lot they could have done, um, but it does kind of seem a little bit, like you say, poor timing and in poor taste 
uh, to a degree. And, I mean, whether you like him or not, Devin Nash put out a video recently saying that basically he has absolutely zero trust and will be investing literally nothing apart from like in twitch in the next 12 months he does his live streams a couple of times a week but he's his whole channel has basically he's basically nuked it he's deleted vods turned off the ability to create clips and it's basically just a shell that's purely designed for when he goes live and that's it you know he's got next to no info on there and he, he's pushing everything on youtube facebook twitter linkedin places like that because in his words he's literally lost faith in twitch because of everything that's happened recently and i can kind of see where he's where he's coming from on that i think as well this week sorry it it kind of rubs salt in the wound that the story came out that you can effectively pay to be an affiliate as well yeah which you know so many people have you know sometimes struggled for for years you know streaming all the time to get to affiliate status and now you can effectively pay for it as well it, it just it that seems equally as wrong i think in some ways i think just it undermines a lot of people's hard work and if you can just i don't know throw a six pound a month to them and and pay to be an affiliate it's it's yeah it's strange for me i don't, yeah. I don't agree with it that's an actual thing is it you can now buy affiliate status is it you, you pay yeah. for a, a service isn't it's, it it's not yes yeah, so it's called monster cat it's a company called monster cat and they're like a music service so um they do a lot of uh like dmca free content so you can get like music and stuff for your streams and what have you um it's kind of like a, a spotify type deal but without the the big copyrighted names essentially uh and if you pay for their i think it's their gold status which is like six seven quid a month um you automatically get um get an application for twitch affiliate so you could see someone from what i can tell i haven't looked into it deeply but from what i can tell you could literally set up an email set up a twitch account um get everything up and running pay this five six pound a month whatever it is for this monster cat and you could literally have zero followers no viewers nothing and still be twitch affiliate which yeah. which goes back to what Devin was saying is that because he covered that as well saying that like that shows how little twitch actually cares about the twitch affiliacy program in itself you know that obviously they're going to care about their partners because their partners are you know the 0.003% or something of of the platform so they're the big guys that are bringing in the big bucks and you know are doing well Whereas people like us, who are sort of down a bit lower down the, the rung, so to speak, you know, it's, it's just a way of them kind of advertising on our channels and getting a little bit of money extra themselves. Yeah, I think, like you say, the, I, I, I saw some of that Devin Nash video and when he, I, I saw one where he explained, like, like you say, that even like the, 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 the percentage of people that are big top earners for Twitch is like, naught point naught naught one percent or something yeah. like that but, and it seems that they get they get all they get the most love um and yeah. then every and then everybody else just gets sort of tracked like a joke really um yeah this 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 whole situation lately i mean it seems to be that all other platforms and things are all improving massively like a, a quick rate like youtube for for instance um 
and streaming on there yeah. seems to have way more benefits now, whereas Twitch just seems to keep pr- proving that it seems to be run by people who just, I don't know, like I don't think they ever have meetings or like pre-plan anything. It just seems to be like, hey, I've got an idea, let's roll with that, and then they do it. And then the whole community back, you know, the backlash comes in, and then they and then they don't know what to do afterwards. Yeah, I mean, Twitch has one thing that very few other places like YouTube, Facebook, gaming has, and that's exclusivity. So if you sign into an affiliacy deal with Twitch, you can. I think it's within twenty four hours. You cannot live stream or use any foot any of that vod footage or anything for any other place at all but twitch so you have that 24-hour grace period where you cannot do a damn thing with with any of that content that you've just done so whereas facebook gaming and youtube they allow that you can do it all on both they don't they literally don't care they're like now it's fine because restreaming getting your name out there makes sense you know, stream into, you know, five platforms instead of one platform is theoretically going to get you five times the amount of exposure, you know, mm-hmm. so it makes sense. So a lot of other companies won't bother with, you know, worrying, locking people into exclusive deals and things because in the long term, it's not going to really help, you know, all, all the all Twitch does there as far, well, as far as for us as building brands on our personal channels and things twitch takes that twitch owns that you know there's no and there's nothing we can do about that if you've already signed that affiliates agreement they can they can basically do what they want like they they can use your likeness your name your brand everything so you know and talking about the percentages thing i had a little look yesterday on some twitch metrics sites that are well known there's one that devin nash himself uses as well and i have at the moment i think about 260 followers on twitch According to the Twitch metric sites, I am somehow still in the top 3% of Twitch. So that tells you what sort of a gap there is. Because if I, at 260 followers, who gets maybe between 5 and 10 viewers per stream, if I'm in the top 3%, that what does that say about the people above and below? You know, because mm. I, I'm nothing special. I'd say I've got less than 300 followers i'm not i'm not making money off of off of twitch I, you know i'm not this is not a full-time job but in any way shape or form and yet i'm still somehow the top three percent so don't get me wrong i think twitch is amazing like overall i would say i think obviously we're all speaking on twitch now and it's great it gives people yeah, a, yeah. genuine opportunities but i think because they've, they don't really yet have a genuine rival i think they just became a bit sort of lackluster and kind yeah. of a bit too comfortable because they could yeah. effectively do whatever they wanted and people would still stream on Twitch. I think they need a, a strong rival to hopefully push them in the right direction. Yeah. Hopefully. Well, I, th- I think they, they kind of had the monopoly on the on the industry for a while, didn't they? They were Still do, really. Yeah, they, they literally mm. were at one point the only show in town. There was no live streaming on Facebook. There was no live streaming on YouTube. There was no... D Live, no Mixer, no, you know, there was none of these. Trovo, none of these companies existed years ago. So during the height of Twitch's popularity, when it really exploded a few years back, it was unrivaled. There was no one else anywhere near. 
Whereas now we're seeing a lot of these Facebook gaming, YouTube, DLive, these are all sort of coming up a bit and starting to grow in their own ways. So I think Twitch are going to have to really pull their fingers out, so to speak, in the next year or two. Because otherwise, they're, I think they're, they're just going to get in more and more shit and it's going to end up it's going to end up with everyone just leaving Twitch. And at that point, Amazon Amazon's a billion dollar company. They're making losses on Twitch. They're not going to, you know, every year they look at their financials. They're not going to want to keep going for much longer if, if Twitch aren't physically making Amazon money. Well, I think going back to the original point of it, I think buying trailers and sending them to the few streamers that they they did wasn't wasn't a good uh, wasn't a good promotion. No, I think they, I think they just angered more of the they, they just angered everybody who you know he's been working hard and everything else and then struggling with all this DMCA stuff, looking for a solution and they they go and drop trailers on people's houses. The thing is, if they sent yeah. it, if they sent it to random smaller streamers, you know people that. You know, because a lot of the people that got things sent to them, like Breaking <coughs> Man, I assume have a lot of money. Whereas if these things went to a lot smaller streamers, I think that would come across still probably a bad financial decision. But on the other hand, it would come across as, as nice. Whereas yeah. it's just stinks of sending sending expensive things to people that have a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, fully agree. I mean, the the, the, the setups that they've sent, to be honest with you, you look at some of those trailers and then you see some of the stream rooms that these people have them trailers weren't even as good as their own personal stream room <laughs> i did i yeah. you know whereas if you turned up at somebody's house you know or a, a, a streamer who's you know not as popular hasn't got all the singing all dancing equipment and everything else and you gave that that could have been a brilliant publicity stunt like you say it makes shows yeah. shows a bit of thought for the community and everything else this just seems like a publicity stunt to to show off a few a few you know a few big streamer names. I'm, I'm more can... I'm more interested in the stock bar fridges and snacks and the setup. To be fair, but that's, <laughs> that's just me being a fat sod. So stocked fridge and everything. I'm down for that. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's move on to the the next one. Now, I actually um, I brought this one up on twi- twi- Twitter this week. Um, don't need to spend too long on it. It's just the negative stuff. We don't like the negative stuff. But yeah, there's um, something to watch out for now. It seems that the old scammers are targeting uh, Twitch streamers um, using various email uh, cons um, to try and get you to give out uh, personal information. I did not click on the link, so I don't know exactly <laughs> what happens after you get this email. I ain't going to find out because I'm never clicking it. But um, yeah. It's uh, it seems now they're coming after Twitch streamers to get your money. So you got to be careful what you what you're doing with your emails, boys. If, I think uh... it's so easy sometimes as well, isn't it, to spot? I had one the other day that's I can't remember what it said it was from. I think it said it was from a bank or something, saying that I needed to update some details or something. And it was a really well put together email. It looked proper professional. But the trick I've found over the years is look at the sender. Look at the email address of the sender. If you're if you're getting an email from someone and it's claiming to be a big company like Twitch or or your bank or whatever else, and the email address that it's come to you from is like Dave123lovestits at gmail.com, 
I think as a safe assumption, it's not accurate. Yeah, <laughs> I think I saw on um, I saw on QI years ago that the most effective like email scams are the ones that are full of errors because they target people that that may not be experienced in spotting scams. So obviously, if like I don't know, like stereotypically an older person, if they got a really bad email from from a pretend bank, I think they may well fall for that. Whereas I think a lot of people that have grown up with the internet, I suppose, are less likely to fall for these scams. So sometimes they're intentionally like full of spelling mistakes and full of really bad logos and dodgy email addresses because it's you know it's intended to try and lure people in that may not have that experience of spotting the scams. It's yeah. Weird, but it's I've, I mean scammers are always pretty you know they seem pretty clever but um this was a this was a surprise one to get though i mean like i you know i think if you live in the uk especially i don't know about other countries but like in the uk pretty much the only time my landline goes in my house <laughs> is a scam call yeah pretty much um and those scams you can you know like you could you could understand the, the, the what the, the ones they do they could work on a lot of people this is a very specific thing like going after twitch streamers um income and 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 personal details i'm wondering if somebody's got a, a grudge with twitch there or something i don't know the thing, thing is that it seems like the way they've worded it as well it's, it's saying that you can get paid out in your local currency i don't know about you i i haven't had many donations but the ones i have had have gone into my paypal and when i look in my paypal it shows up in british currency and when it pops up on my alerts on streamlabs it says in pounds so that's not something i even worry about because i've got it set up automatically to do that so it's it's such a simple thing my my twitch payouts not donations but my actual twitch payouts they come in dollars usually so this is why this could work this scam could work because i think they're sort of saying that you could get paid i think it's the idea of not paying a conversion fee like it says there i mean it's it's a weird scam because the amount that they're sort of in, implying that you'd lose isn't even that much like usually like some scams are like oh if you don't do this then you're gonna you're gonna lose out on something that's so massive to try and force you into doing it but it's not even that big of a deal but still it's it's one to watch out for anyway. Scammers are going after you. Right. Let's swerve on from that one. Now, this one's more related to Daisy. Um, but it's it's uh, again, it's what I would say is a negative one. I'm sad about it. Um Archie Stormcloud um announcing that he's going to be taking an extending extended break from streaming on Twitch. He's gonna be focusing more on YouTube content um and at the end there he's put thanks for a free free a wild three years so he's been streaming on twitch for three years now i i, I don't know i haven't got any information on uh i haven't been able to speak to him or anything as to why uh he's done this i don't know if anybody in, in here knows i, or if, uh, I haven't if spoken Archie's to him that even i haven't spoken to him about it yet but considering everything that's going on with twitch that we've spoken about already today i'm not surprised and when you consider a lot of the shit that he's had to go through as well 
on Twitch over the last few years with people constantly, you know, harassing him. And I mean, granted, to a degree, you know, he's only got himself to blame in a very small part because there ha he has made mistakes himself that have invited negativity in a, in a in a small sense. But he's he's constantly had to deal. I'm sure he's had to deal with people. If I'm not mistaken, he last time I spoke to him, he said he's had people have been doxing him before. Now people have been sending, um, you know, viewers from other streams over to his streams, and they've been harassing him, and you know, sending malicious emails and all sorts. And people have had him like been getting him like seven day bans or two week bans on Twitch, reporting his channel for things and. You know, as we know, Twitch isn't the greatest when it comes to, you know, actually acting correctly on reports of, of anything. So I, I kind of can't blame him, really. I mean, like you say, it's sad to see him. I mean, it's not going forever. Like you say, he's um, saying he's taking an extended break, which sort of alludes that he could come back eventually. Mm. But but yeah, I, I can't I can't say I blame him, to be fair. And and if i were him i would just move move over to youtube and do everything youtube related now because it's it's going to be far less of a ball ache for him i don't think it's too negative though i think if he's doing something that will make him happier that's something to to be kind of thankful for i suppose and hopefully yeah. hopefully he's he's putting himself in a better place by doing it so it's you know it's a great character and good luck to him yeah i mean whether he's streaming or it's one of his videos, he makes me laugh and and I enjoy the content. If he um, if he's not enjoying it on Twitch, I, I you know I hope he does take the break. Then if he's not enjoying it and it makes him more happy to do his YouTube videos and everything, because he'll, if he's enjoying doing his content more, it's 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 gonna it's gonna improve it. So yeah, sad sad to see him go. Uh, hopefully he, hopefully the return the return is. He makes a return sometime. Triumphant return. I'm sure he'll still be around in people's chats and, you know, just being a general member of the community and member of the public and a viewer rather than uh, rather than a streamer himself. So all the all the best and all the love to him. Yeah. Yeah. If you're watching, Archie, good luck, mate. Um, OK, uh, we will move on to the slightly more positive now. Uh, more Daisy focus. Um, first one being obviously the big news of the week, and we've already touched on it just a few times. But the wait has come to an end. Daisy update 1.10 is released. Um, which we have, we have, yeah, we have we had a little discussion on it, but um, let's I'll just pop the patch notes up. Um, I'm undecided on my opinion of it at this point. It seems to work very nicely on the majority of modded servers, and as always, it runs relatively well on vanilla um, because there's obviously not all the mods to to sort of break things, so to speak, to a degree. But I'm I'm not sold on the insulation side of things and the cold side of things because I pl I played on vanilla a couple of days ago. In fact, it was the day it came out which is the first time I've played Patch Day for a while. So I usually avoid it and wait until things have calmed down a bit uh, and a few, you know, and at least one hot fix has come out. And I just was constantly, every item of clothing I had was, was high insulation um, and either pristine or worn. 
and yet still getting cold it was sapping my food within the space of an hour in electro i ate an entire uh sheep and about <laughs> six or seven sheep. chickens like literally everything every everything that you could possibly eat off of any of those animals i, I had the lot within an hour because the cold was just sapping my my my, my energy reserves constantly um came very very close luckily I think I don't know whether the chickens have the chicken spawns on vanilla have been upped, but I found I found shit tons. I must have killed about ten chickens within the space of an hour and a half. And if if I hadn't, I'd have been long gone. I'd have been dead because the cold was just absolutely destroying me. But then on on modded yesterday, off stream didn't have that problem. So it's not it's not too bad. It's I'm I'm a little bit little bit unsure of it but um i jumped into uh sergeant raging snake few of you all know know of um jumped into his stream the other night and he he put forward an idea and i'll pose this question to windstrides because you you'll probably know more about this than me but he posed the idea of having stackable clothing so for example at the moment if you have you spawn in a t-shirt for example if you see a jacket that's better you swap it out but he posed the idea of possibly having it so that you can have both have a t-shirt and a jacket and then have it say one of those inventories then doesn't work anymore to, to kind of balance it out but you still get you know you can put say a low insulation t-shirt and a low insulation jacket and that will make medium insulation in total but only give you the inventory space of one of those items to kind of balance it out a bit i don't know if that's something that's even possible but it's an idea i quite like um technically it would be possible but if something like that isn't doesn't have the visual quality as well i mean if you do that you probably won't be able to uh visually have all those shirts overlaid properly that's yeah. just not possible Unless they did, they had a system for that uh, officially implemented. But uh, as modding, uh, as far as I know, you can you could create new slots, you could create I don't know ten jacket slots, and uh, overlay them and uh, make it so only one of them is displayed. I, I don't know, uh, probably the bulkiest one or something. But uh, I don't know. I don't know if I like the idea of. Uh, not having it to display you know i don't know if it's worth it yeah there's think... a guy working on that actually yeah i think having i think having them both displayed would be a would be a mistake if that was to become a thing because uh, i mean uh, uh, we've already got quite a a muddled ui in in some extents when it comes to obviously your clothing slots when you when you're changing what what i you know clothing items you've got on for example like you'd have to basically theoretically you'd have to double that up so you'd have two t-shirt slots and two pant slots and and things like that which you know wouldn't be quite as good but i mean uh, i say I, I was i was just getting i was just constantly cold constantly losing energy on vanilla the other day so you know and, and like i say since i've been on modded and didn't have the same issue and still started fresh with you know the same type of clothing so 
I don't know what the what the deal is, but so so far it seems like a very good patch. The the sounds that it, that the game makes when you break your leg is horrifying. <sighs> like I've I've never been bothered by broken bones. Like in real life, I don't I don't care. You could stand next to me and break your arm, and I'd laugh. But for some reason, in game, that cracking sound came, and I I was like, no, that was horrid. <laughs> I'm on experimental. I I never play experimental um, because I like the surprise of when the update drops. I don't I, I don't like getting my Christmas presents early. <laughs> but when I knew Broken Bones was back, I had to jump on experimental and just immediately throw myself off something. <laughs> um, it was yeah, it was it was it was quite a surprise in in my headset the sound. Um, but I, I I'm touching wood here as well. Make sure right um, as yet. In stable, I haven't broken my legs. I was jinxed saying it. this on stream before. I'm good, probably going to have jinxed it now. Or <laughs> somebody's going to break my legs for me tonight, probably. I know what um, I'm doing after this. But yeah, as yeah, I have been fortunate enough that I haven't done my usual and ran off a cliff or anything, <laughs> and I haven't broken my legs yet. But um, yeah, that's going to be um, that's going to be something to uh, to deal with, and be interesting to see um, the feedback from the community or from it um because obviously there's a good percentage of the, the the daisy player base now who've probably never experienced broken legs before yeah so that yeah. is going to be interesting to see what they think of it all the thing that servers disabling it already as well isn't it? yeah oh. yes i have seen a mod that i think appeared on steam yesterday that's uh had, uh was a no no broken leg mod yeah, um, didn't take long, did it? <laughs> it was inevitable, though, wasn't it? Let's be honest. I think that's the think... that's the great thing about about the modded community is that there is there is a server out there for everyone. So it's just catering for for that that side of the player base. So whilst whilst I may not like that idea, I kind of like the broken bones thing. It's I can kind of understand why, but I'm I'm going to be very interested to see whether there's a shift in the meta with Daisy in the next couple of months because they've brought out the three big changes with the broken limbs, the the temperature and the the clothing insulation and the the perishable food. They've brought them all in in one patch very quickly. They kind of lumped it all on us very quickly. And I think it's going to it's really going to slow the gameplay down and I think it's going to change the way we interact with other players. And I wonder whether it, which way it's going to go. Because in my opinion, I think it's either going to go, people are more friendly and they're like, right, let's work together to get warm, to get food, to survive. Or is it going to be a, no, I need that food because I'm hungry and I need your jacket because it's better than mine and I'm cold. I'm now going to shoot you in the face. I don't know which way that's going to go. I think it'll go towards the latter, in my opinion. I think... Yeah. Because obviously food can be so difficult as it is at the moment, isn't it? I think people are going to share a piece of meat if they're starving. But then, on you know, on, on the other hand, I've been watching quite a lot of the Running Mans and, as always, he has quite interesting adventures and a lot of them have stemmed from meeting someone that's starving and he had food or the other way around. So I think it, you know, it, could, it has the potential to kind of through really interesting interactions. That may yeah. be because of his, his well-known and people were potentially watching his stream but i think for anyone else i think it's still got that potential to be spread that sort of community message hopefully i think it'll could be positive 
I think I've... it's the changes are going to have a huge change on Meta. I think personally, because like you know, I run a P a PVP focus server, and already on my server you can you can you can see the difference it's making. Um, like we have reasons why people we have oil rigs out in the sea, so people swim to them. Normally, chances of getting ill is 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 maybe, um, but now there's a good chance you're going to get ill or when you come out of the water you're cold and everything and that's having an effect on food and and and, and water so now people are now having a constant even though it's a pvp and they normally wouldn't have to worry about this they're now thinking crikey i've got to stay wet uh, sorry dry i've got to stay warm i've got to watch my food now whereas normally it's not not much of a worry on our server so even that's just on my server or PVP server, it's changing things up already. Yeah. Um, so I think it's going to have a major effect on the community, like, and the way they play DayZ. I think it's the... going to have a bigger effect on vanilla, on official servers, than it will on community <laughs> servers. Because, on, yeah. I mean, I don't know about you guys. Anytime I've ever played official servers, with the exception of the other night where I jumped on my buddy Hellfire for, a, for an hour. I tend to run solo on official servers, you know, so I, and I don't run into people that are like, oh yeah, we've got a group on this server, you know, we've got a base, would you like to come and see? And it, I don't get that on official servers. Whereas if I jump onto a modded community server, I get that a lot, lot more. So I think on official community, uh, on official modded community servers, sort of thing, it's, it's going to be a bit different. I think there's going to be a, there's going to be a difference between the two. I think it's going to be a little bit more, it's going to be a little bit more hardcore and a bit more me versus you on the officials. But I think the communities, there's already a community there usually. So it, I think it's a little bit more likely to be a bit more friendly and a bit more sharing food and working together. I've never yeah. actually played official servers. You're not missing much. <laughs> I, yeah, I, don't, I, I, can't, I can't bring myself to I play official. Well, it Daisy Village. I played that for like three years. Only that until Modern came out. Yes, that's the last vanilla I played. Yeah. It was really good. I I yeah, I, I don't mind the, the the community servers that are like hardcore and everything else. It's it's not that um the thing the, the thing that I don't like the most about vanilla is is the 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 loot economy how it works on there. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's that's the only reason I don't really enjoy vanilla. All the aspects of it, I like the survival and everything else. I enjoy all that. But I just, I just don't think the loot economy is right for 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 populated servers, especially. Like if you if you have a full pop uh, official server, life's hard on yeah. there. A bit too hard, I think. Well, that's just my opinion, anyway. But yeah, I mean, I I don't understand the how the central loot economy works. So for me, I'm I kind of go into it blind every time, anyway. But I purposely the other on on patch day jumped onto what was a high pop server, and I purposely jumped on it because it was high pop, and I thought that's going to be my best bet of actually, you know, the the loot economy being sort of a bit different and actually bumping into players and and having interactions. So I was quite lucky. I was, you know, but I mean. I, like I say, an hour and a half, two hours it was in Electro, just constantly killing chickens and, you know, didn't find a heat pack at all. I searched the whole of Electro, every single building, no heat packs. So, you know, I think heat things like heat packs are going to become almost a crutch um, on official servers because 
I think they're having it like night times a bit colder now as well. So it's not even it's not even just the altitude changes. Like on the coast, you're going to be, you know, in some areas you're going to be warmer than others. And if you go to Tissy, it's going to be colder up there because the altitude's higher, which makes sense. But then you add in like the nighttime and the early morning temperature change and the wind chill. You know, I think they're going to have to do they're going to have to do a few tweaks to kind of balance it out a bit. But so far, it's it's a very very interesting patch. Yeah. I think it's just a matter of really balancing it. They they uh, they usually make mistakes in that matter, but uh, hopefully they'll get there because it seems to be really complex right now. There's there's not even only the time and night temperatures. There's if you're inside, uh, temperatures higher. Uh, and yeah. I might be mistaken, but I think I've I've read that the uh, time of the year uh, yeah. changes that as well. Yeah, yeah affects the weather. Yeah. Yeah. Time of the year, altitude, all of that. It's pretty crazy. But if, if they balance it right, I'm sure it will be really good. It'll feel like, much better. The whole indoor thing strange as well, because cooking food on a big fireplace in a house, when you've got, you know, high insulation clothing, your your temperature bar, your thermostat just goes up to red straight away. And because of that heat buffer thing that they've got now, which I think we're going to come on to, at some, uh, you know, later on in the podcast as well, you know, your the amount of time it takes for you to warm up and then cool down is is crazy. Like I was trying to cook a couple of bits of of steak, and my character's heat was just constantly on red, was losing health, and I, I would, you know, rather than keep an eye on my food and make sure it wasn't burning. I had to take my t-shirt and my trousers off and run outside, you know, and look through the window to see if I could see if the meat changed colour, because I was worried that I was going to sit there, lose health and, you know, because I was too hot. Because this moves moves just nicely into the next subject, actually, which is the heat buffer. Um, So I'll just pop that up on the screen. Do you want, can somebody explain this to me then? So I'm not fully up to date on this. What's what's this three minute heat buffer? What's, what is it? Does this mean you've got three minutes before cold or, or or hot places affect you cold affects you, cold. you yes right swim in the sea for three minutes and it will stay the same it's like a little right. plus symbol next to your temperature i believe okay okay yeah so you'll notice yeah. the little thermostat symbol on your on your hud will show like a a plus sign next to it uh at some point but yeah i i, I don't know i don't think it's going to be for warmth but I, I do notice that that you you do tend to stay a lot warmer for a lot longer, which is probably a good thing. But it's that I think it's going to be a. I say if you're at red if you're at red heat and losing health and all you're doing is cooking you know two bits of chicken breast, you know I think that might be a little bit much because they've added a thing where the heat the heat is different in a house to out of a house. So that yeah, it's, really you've cool. got, I can't remember what they call it. They, there's a specific name for it, I think, that were in the patch notes, where you have like a heat shield of some description. So it's this local local heat, localized heat or something like that. So, you, you you know, you'll be, which makes sense, you'll be warmer in your house than you would be stood in, outside in the cold. So yeah. that along with the with the buffer and the, you know, and the temperature and the, the insulation of the clothing is going to, I think it's going to need a bit of a tweaking in the next couple of weeks to bring it back to bring it to what it should be in theory. Well, we've we've talked about we've we've gone through heat and now I mean, we've gone into the cold, and so that brings us nicely on again 
to the next subject, which is a pretty good one. It's, we obviously some of us have already chatted about this on previous casts, but um, it's it's getting closer. Tweet there from uh, when it comes up from Sumrak. Eighteen days to go till the mouse releases, and that was on November the fifteenth. So that's yeah, we're, we're a lot closer now than we was when we posted this. And uh, the thing that made me giggle about that was the fact that it had to be Chris FPS that commented saying, can people fall through the hole? (laughs) Of of everyone I know, it was going to be Chris that's going to be trying to dunk people in that. Yeah, well, this this interests me. This sort of... (laughs) I know they say that uh, the little ice hole is raised up. I think this is... This was broached earlier on about you. Um, you can't cut a hole in the map terrain, so no. I guess this little pool of water is floating just above the surface. I guess that's how it's done. But anyway, ice fishing though didn't didn't I I, I wasn't realised that was in. Um, that's cool to be fair, and it looks like you dig it cool. with a pickaxe as well. By the looks of uh, just going by that picture, so I love the way that he's the picture he's put as well is of of full hunter gear so that shows you that's probably going to be the best clothing for namausk and he's actually using an improvised rod instead of a a a proper fishing rod yeah i'm looking forward to that that's uh i see the cold breath coming out of his mouth there he's obviously very chilly (laughs) oh she is sorry um yeah so i'll try i mean i'm i'm opening a namausk server and um, what about you, mate? Are you are you getting on that, Bryn? I uh, I won't be. I don't do servers. I've got no fucking clue what I'm doing. Like the server oh. I help admin on, someone else does all the work. I just do the the community management side of things. I'm the I'm the fatter and uglier Jakub of uh, you know of, of our server. So I I don't do the I don't do the modding side. I wouldn't know where to start. But I I would like to see us do a Namask. Um, I know Foxy's got a Namask server. He's going to be looking at opening up. I think. I'm not mistaken how Kiana's doing a Willow Glade Namalsk. So I, th- I think the the community is going to be flooded uh with Namalsk servers in the next uh in the next couple of months and it's going to be very difficult to to kind of fi- figure out and find out what the good ones are, what the best ones are. Um but I think there's there's a good chance of there being a lot of really good servers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. I think um, a lot of the uh, communities that are already leaned towards the more survival side and everything, their servers will be absolutely rammed. Yeah. Um, myself, I'll probably absolutely, I'll probably, I'll probably destroy Adam's vision of Namals <laughs> when I make a PvP server with it, and I end up making it twenty-four hour daylight, nice and warm, and all that stuff. <laughs> Well, I think weren't you talking a little while back as well about um, the idea of possibly doing a different style of server in comparison to the current BWAF server? Because obviously, like you say, the current BWAF server is very PvP and, and base raid focused and and things it, like that. But I, I remember you saying you were looking at the possibility of doing a more sort of survival-esque, not necessarily RP, but more survival and team-up kind of based yeah, I was originally thinking about doing it with Chernerus, but then with Namals coming on the way, I, I'm 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 fifty fifty what I'm doing. I haven't really made my mind up yet. Obviously, my community will want a play on Namals, so I've got to, I'll provide whatever they want to play on. Yeah. Um, but there's yeah, there is a part of me that wants to play Namals completely 
as it should be and and um enjoy the survival side of things because yeah. I, I do obviously play a lot of pvp over a survival so i miss it but yeah i'm looking forward to the mask a lot and i will uh i will definitely be thinking about setting up a, a, a harder server for it um about you Winstrad, you be you, you be you be on uh you'll be on the mouse when it releases i'll definitely be i'm not sure on what server yet uh but i think there's lots of possibilities and uh it's a it's a it's a map that is designed what 20 30 players so even more servers probably because it will be pretty easy to fill them up in the beginning at least um i don't know i'll be looking for a really survival survivalistic server we'll see about that will will adam be opening his own servers I think I think I saw something somewhere, and I can't remember where it was. I don't think it was one of his streams or not, but I think someone recently asked him that question, and he said he was considering it, but hadn't fully decided. Um, obviously, don't take my word for it, because I'm maybe misremembering a, a conversation elsewhere, but I think he, I think it's something he's considering the idea of doing. Um, but whether he actually goes through with it or not, I mean, if it if he does go through with it, I think it will be an extremely popular server. Like you think the lead developer of Daisy and the guy who created the map opening a server with that map, you know, that'll be a very very popular server very quickly. Yeah, yeah, I should imagine it would be. And I, I know one thing is not letting anybody monetize it, so that people can't pay for priority queue and all that stuff. So. Hopefully that will see other servers instead of loads of people just queuing to try and get in 50 people queues or whatever, they try other servers as well. Yeah. Yeah, the whole uh, monetization thing, that's uh, that's actually a subject a few people have been talking about. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that works because um, there's a lot of servers, mine included, that um, where people have got their own customised gear. And I don't know whether I'm allowed to transfer that gear over so that they can continue to use it on an amount server, which I'm sure they're going to ask for. Yeah. Um, that's something I need to I need to speak to Adam about. But yeah, um... I've seen a lot more mods on the Steam Workshop at the moment have have that little disclaimer at the bottom of their description saying obviously everyone says you cannot repackage this this mod, you know, ask for permission, do whatever else. Um, but I've seen a lot more have have the you cannot you do not use this or you cannot use this on a monetized server. I've noticed that quite a bit recently in comparison to to previous. So yeah, I mean, like I've I've a bit of experience in it. Like obviously, um, it's a bit naughty to uh, to retexture somebody else. Like, <coughs> excuse me, it's a bit naughty to. Um, take somebody else's you know stuff and just repack it and and yeah. and uh, monetize you know start making um you know custom variations of it for people on the server and making money off it and the modder who's actually created it not getting any anything any kickback from it at all um but i can understand why some modders um put that in yeah uh, um the no monetization thing but, uh yeah the mask, anyway. It's, it's going to be very interesting. I know, like I say, I know Foxy's got a Namaus server on the way, and I've seen you've done a bit of uh, done your trailer video, didn't you? And you did. Uh, I noticed you've been putting out um, 
sort of pictures of uh, of custom gear and things like spray painting things white specifically for Namalsk as well. Working on a lot of stuff. We just had a mass join the team as well for the server, so nice. we got a lot of good ideas from him coming, which I'm excited to see. Uh, we're, we're thinking that he he put one idea to us straight away. He's like having zombies in modded clothes as well. So let's say you can see one in Windstrides Parker jacket or something like that. Like it would just add a different feel rather than the same things. So yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff he's brought to the table. We're not implementing all of it because we're not having bases. Some of it was to do with base building and stuff like that. We did I put a poll out to the community in our Discord. I think it's like directly split fifty fifty. Some want bases, some don't. So I'm thinking, do I just make two servers? One with bases, one without? But I'm, I think I'm just going to launch with the one how I wanted it to be first off and see where it goes from there. No bases, no admin tools. That's it. Fine. I think, uh, think Windstrides will get a few requests for items once the mouse comes out. <laughs> yes, at least for a color variant. I, I'm expecting that. <laughs> Everybody's going to want white stuff. <laughs> and everyone's going to yeah. want those new snow boots as well I think Yeah, yeah. that's going to become an extremely popular item very very quickly I think yeah, the reason I made a white variant for the park is the mouse <laughs> I, I might bring other stuff white as well oh, everybody's going to want everything from ghillies to backpacks the whole, the whole lot everything I'm quite fortunate in that I had um a winter Chinara server a long time ago, so I've already got a load of white textured stuff ready for the mouse, yeah. um, which I can just throw straight on. But yeah, I think there'll be a lot of requests for different items, definitely. <coughs> for it, looks, you, it looks so good, doesn't it? Winter stuff just looks amazing. I didn't realise until recently when I jumped onto uh, Happy Bomb Zero Winter Chinaris map just prior to 110 coming out, I forgot how nice it looks and like the sound of the the snow crunching under your feet and finding all that white gear and basically making yourself invisible. It's I forgot how much I really do enjoy that. That's one thing I didn't want to be too easy, everyone getting the white camo and stuff like that. So that's why I implemented I made like a white spray can. Uh and I've implemented that so you can spray certain things white rather than picking up everything that's already white. I know Sumrak's added, uh, you can see in that picture Ben's got up there actually, different camos and stuff in already. But yeah, that looks really cool. That's, I like that gear there. It's like even with that, I could, the Taloon, I could make you have to spray paint that to get a white version and stuff like that. I just want it to be, not everyone's running around in white gear. You've got to search for the spray yeah. paint where you get it and make it a bit more of a challenge. Make that the end, the end game gear, the yeah. special stuff, yeah. I'd say that with not having bases, I feel it's something to work towards. Like I've never played the mouse, so I just feel like it's a, a small map, and bases might take a lot away from the actual map. I don't know. Like I say, until I play. No, I, it. I agree. It's going to be. It's way smaller, yeah. So like, like already just thinking in terms of like my current server setup would not work on the mouse. Yeah. Um, none of the rules would apply like if I applied some of the rules there'd be no building space left so I, I don't even know myself how I'm going to do that yet um, regarding building on there I did. we don't know anything about 
the map the the other side of his namask mod do we because we know that he's doing a double thing so he's doing the map separately to the survival aspects and this tweet you've got up there about frostbite being asleep in danger i wonder if that's some kind of um sort of sneaky dig there as like a you know a little clue as to what we could expect in the future but like you say talking about bases bases i think are going to be very very powerful in in 110 and on because like i say with the with the changes to the heat when if you're in a house and you just light a fire and it warms that whole house up you know if you you build a base inside an existing building you just stick a gate on you know on the front of a door of an existing vanilla building and light a fireplace in there there's no, with the exception of actually going out and getting food there's no reason for you to leave your base at that point because you're not going to freeze if you've got enough food you're not going to starve so i wonder if there are some servers where this new update is going to end up bringing about more people that just sit and camp in their bases rather than actually going out and exploring it doesn't even need this update yeah. to do that people do that anyway and that's yeah one but I wonder if it's going to get worse now because people are going to have that added thing of, well, why do I want to go out and risk, you know, dying of freezing to death somewhere in the middle of nowhere when I've got, you know, 20 cow steaks here that are dried, a couple of cans of food and, and a, water, a water well just down the road. You know, why am I going anywhere when I'm perfectly content at home? Yeah, that's true. If I remember, oh, uh, oh, Adam, Adam said he added a lot more sea ice around the map. Uh, the current island, so maybe base building servers they can be like you can use the sea ice around to build rather than in current houses. Yeah, and stuff like that. Then that may make it a bit more because I don't know if you if you got thirty forty people on your server each day. Somebody comes in builds a base in one house. Somebody comes in. You've got hundred houses all blocked off. It's limiting where loot's going to spawn, who can get to that. And it's only a small map, so it would be interesting to see what servers do with base building and how they're going to balance that. Yeah. Yes. Go on, mate. Uh, yes, I think, uh, I think a lot of inspiration for Adam is probably the game uh, The Long Dark in the survival aspect of Namask. And maybe the, the proper Namask experience will be no basis because of that because as you mentioned the, the map will be small and when people start blocking out uh houses that would potentially save your life with loot inside uh i can see that becoming a big problem so maybe uh if you're if you're running a server on the mask maybe either making base building very difficult or not having it at all would be the best and most experience uh, in my experience in my opinion yeah it's like uh, I'm leaving tent, the small civilian tents, barrels in, and then new shelters. That's it. I'm taking out like the big tents, car tent, military, I'm just having the small ones in, barrels, and the little shelters. I mean, it'll all depend on your on the communities, uh, your own community's playstyle, really. Like Elks put there on PVE, it will be ass without a base. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, yeah, there is that side of it. So, yeah, I mean. It will be. It'll be like everything. It's all going to be about balance, isn't it? Um, Matt, like we'll all get a feel for it when we get our servers up and 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 feel out what works and what don't for our, our communities. Um, 
But yeah, base building would be either very powerful or essential or very bad, depending on how your server, you know, works. I do wonder, do you know you are saying about the houses and like when you're inside them, it creates this heat wall and you warm inside. I wonder if it's the same with base building because vanilla, you've got no roofs. So in expansion and base building plus and so on, do you get that same buffer inside them or is it just going to be like being outside? Yeah, and I wonder if maybe with the expansion building as well, because they've got the windows, you can build the walls with the two windows, can't you, that open. I wonder if that'll actually make a difference if you open a window, whether you'll get a wind, like a wind chill, a breeze come through the windows and change that as well. Yeah, it'd be interesting. It's going to be interesting. I'm looking forward to getting my server up and feeling it out anyway. Um, okay, let's move on to the next one. Um that now this was a uh, this was a nice piece of news that i've been looking forward to um past guest inclement dab now known as jinglement dab <laughs> um released a uh, 30 second tutorial on how to use the new map removal tool which is a pretty big thing yeah, for anybody who's into who's into daisy mapping or or customised in their own server and everything. Um, what was thought to be never possible, he has achieved. And I, 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 I'm going to play the video. I'm praying he's not copyrighted anything in it. Why is it not playing? Okay, there's no, there's no sound. There's no sound for it. But here you can see selecting some buildings in VMC, I think it is. And then yeet. They're gone. And can so if if you use that, can you then you can do that on your live server? You can literally remove buildings on your server. You can't do this to a live server at the moment, but you you can obviously you can do this on a on a on offline and then transfer the changes to a live server. That's as far as I know how it works. Right. So it's, so it's like copy and paste in the file info, and then so I could in theory go into a a server at some point go to VMC and find that VMC is completely naked because it's yeah. actually been changed. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah you, um, couldn't, you couldn't remove anything uh, of the official map. But I, I was discussing that yesterday with my friends, actually. And I'm not sure. Do you know if it actually deletes the structure and everything involved in it? Or yeah. it pulls it below the map? But yeah, that used to be the method that, um, that people were using, was to bury the item under the map rather than deleting it. I believe, because I asked him about this on, uh, he dropped into my stream recently, and I did ask him, and I believe it completely deletes it. It's not stashing it under the ground. That's really cool if it's the case. Yes. Um, I don't know how it's done. Um, the, 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 that was the only method I used to know of, was the burying it under the map terrain. Um, but he says to me that it's complete deletion. So... It's pretty crazy. And then combined with, I don't know if you're familiar with the tool, but he has um, all the clutter cutter. So like all the grass you can see there and, and that might be in the way of you now placing a building there, you can remove all that as well. So it, That's pretty it, cool. you basically take the terrain almost back to completely, you know, flat and, and, and then yes. uh, adding custom stuff as you want. How Keanu said in your chat there, Ben. Um, let's have a look. Um, 
Is that every patch you'll have to go oh. and re-delete the items. Okay, okay. But I mean, yeah, I mean, it's going to open up a lot of, lot, lot of opportunities for, um, for customising locations that were previously quite hard to do. Um, I know me personally, I've got a rather large building at the moment that I'm looking to put in into some major towns and without this deletion tool, I don't think it'd ever work. So, yeah, it's pretty crazy what he's come up with. I mean, up until now, the only map editing I've ever done was using um, Dewan's VPP admin tools because it's so easy to literally go in and just place custom buildings around and, and therefore, you know, customise an area. You know, I, I love doing that, but this this is on a whole nother level that I think is a bit beyond me. Yeah, I mean, when I've been doing editing up to now, I've, I, I, I generally, I'm just lobbing in buildings or whatever I can where I, where to me they look like they're appropriate. So like I've actually done an edit of VMC, and in that open space, I've added more buildings and stuff. But it's always like. There's always a time where I'm like, oh, if you could only move that out of the way or you only get rid of that bit of grass, it would look 10 times better than it sticking through the floor. Or, so yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be very cool to see what, um, see the results. And I'm looking forward to playing with it personally. Does um, it go as far as removing clumps of grass, particular clumps of grass? Yeah, he's got a thing called a clutter cutter, which you can basically just wipe over the landscape and it removes the grass. So it doesn't, yeah. So you don't get that clipping through the floor issue that you have a lot of times when placing, placing buildings and stuff. But yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty amazing. That's going to be quite yeah. interesting for new uh, maps coming out as well. People creating modding uh, modded maps because you're going to have a lot of people that will create that basic idea of what they want their modded map to be, and then they can use Dab's tool to go over and just polish edges, move buildings around that way with that as well. And kind of use use Inclement Dabs, you know, editor mod plus that that you know map owner's own knowledge of their own tools, and kind of you know merge the two. And we could see in the next couple of years some really really interesting, really good looking maps come through again. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be interesting to see um, what people do on the mouse with the tool as well. Yeah. But, um. A bit a out of the subject, but have you checked uh, Isaker map? Isaker, yeah, 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 I've Essica. checked it out. Yes. Um, it's we we were supposed to have um one of the team on as a guest, but unfortunately they couldn't make it. That was recently, but I've checked out Isaker before, and obviously I played it in 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 armor. Um, that's an amazing map as well. Um, I believe he's using. Uh, I think this tool inclements tool helps helps Essica out with the creation cool. makes their life a bit easier um as opposed to the other the other ways of doing things but yeah i and this was only one feature i'm pretty sure he, he added a hell of a lot of features to uh to the new days the editor tool in the most recent update but yeah that was the that was the big one so um it's come a long way in we... such a short space of time hasn't he he, he has. He just keeps achieving things. Um, very, very eye-opening is his jingle, jingle mint. Um, as I, 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 it just sort of seems to have come out of nowhere and done amazing things in such a short space of time. I, I'm always in awe of people like him 
and people like Windstride and Mass that do all these custom modded things. I would love to to sort of even be able to do half of the things like that, but I've I've looked into it and my brain cannot physically wrap around even the smallest, simplest things. So I'm glad we've got guys out there like that that can that can do that for me because my brain doesn't compute that in the fucking slightest. Well, modding is certainly taking the game forward in many ways at the moment, and uh, yeah, that tool's obviously going to help create some 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 more even in uh, some even more interesting map edits than we get now. So uh, look forward to seeing where that goes. Um, okay, the next one. And uh, this was this we won't be able to talk too much about this one because unfortunately I haven't been able to get much details. I was trying to get hold of the person, but I did see this um, and Boydy pointed this one out. But um, as you can see, here, somebody's making a Daisy short film, uh, and you can tell that they're definitely exploring um, some of the Turnerous landscape there. Um, in fact, looking at a couple of those pictures, um, especially that red barn and uh, this this place here. Uh, was it Matt, Matt Lightwood showed us some pictures of when he went. Yeah. And originally looked at these he places did, yeah. Be yeah. before the game was made, didn't, didn't he? So he did. And I remember, if I remember rightly, um, I've got it somewhere saved on my Chrome. I think I'll see if I can find it and uh, and link it. Uh, but didn't uh, Batty put out um, uh, an image, a set of images as well, didn't she? Back along where she had gone and put like the picture in game, and then actually gone to the location where that it was based on and taken pictures. In, in real life as well so yeah I, but i wonder whether is this the same people that did that um that live trailer thing that we saw on the podcast about a month ago or is this separate to that is this another uh, group of yeah. people doing something because if it if it's more than one you know if it's two different groups of people doing it that's brilliant you know the more the merrier yeah, more content. I, I honestly don't know. Unfortunately, I, I, I tried to get hold of the person um, that po made this post, Banny Blacks, um, to get some more info on it. But um, it looks exciting. Any, I mean, like you say, that um, the real life uh, trailer that was done, that was awesome. Um, and Daisy, Daisy is something you could really make a film out of. Like, so, so it'll be, be interesting to see what they come up with here. I'm going to try and get some more information, or maybe Boydie will, um, over the next sort of week or two. But um, there's some, some screens from our planned short film. We've been shooting for a few weekends, so it's, so they've obviously been doing a bit, and we hope to have it done by Christmas. That's a, that's a pretty early so, time. That's a pretty quick time frame, isn't it? Considering they, we're, they, what are we on, 21st of November now. He wants that out in the there. next month. That's, they must have been working on it for a while. Yeah. Um, it'd be a nice Christmas present. I wonder how long... It, I'm, I'm genuinely interested in finding out more information on it. Like, I want to know how long it's going to be and everything else. Um, Hopefully, they'll do like a behind-the-scenes type thing as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be interesting. But, I mean, the, Daisy is the kind of game where you could make so many stories uh, and films out of it and out of the things that you do in it. Um, so this could be really cool. And the fact that they're doing it. See, obviously, <clears throat> you've seen a lot of um, people do 
Daisy like like almost like Daisy, where they're in the home country and they spot something that is almost similar to Daisy, and they they get cosplayed and everything. They're like really cool pictures, but these have gone. These like these are going for unless they live there. I don't know. All right, yeah. So we are from the Czech Republic, the country where Daisy was born. So they live there. So that's that's handy for them. Um, but they're going to the actual places where Daisy was created from. So. The um the level of realism to it is really going to touch home of it. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, yeah. I know Tope did that uh, a trip to Chinaris video, didn't he, a few years back? Um, that was quite that was quite interesting. I've linked there in 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 your chat and and in mine as Thank well you. the uh, the gallery from from uh, from Batty as well. And yeah, something like that is something I have wanted for years. Like a live action Daisy would be really really cool. Hey yeah, coach, I'm very interested. Um, is off goes. today. I'm gonna I'm gonna try and get us some more information. Uh, so Boydy um, Boydy had uh, a tooth pulled the other day. So uh, yeah, yesterday, I think. So he's uh, he's taking the weekend my, off, my but he'll be back in a couple of days. Oh, yeah, not long to wait. Um, now then, uh, next one, we've got a tweet from Happy Bombs. Who is saying? I've had some good no worries, feedback mate. from the Daisy community. Tomorrow we hope to make some changes to our armor mod. Um, a headshot with a 308 slash 762 to a helmet will now kill. Plates and press vests will have their current protection lowered, resulting in uncon greater health loss. So I believe he was, yeah, I believe with his mod, he's sort of trying to go for um, more varied states of. Um, unconsciousness and things like that i haven't got much experience with happy bomb server or mod i don't know if any of you guys have not a huge amount um no. but i think we he did speak to us about it a little bit didn't he on the when we had him on the podcast about a month ago um and i think his overall idea is he just similar to what boydie wanted he just wanted to see um he just wanted to see more uncon states wanted it to be less just you know you get shot and then that's it piss off back to the coast and come back in an hour a little bit more there's a chance of survival so it makes it a bit more realistic to a degree um but i just love the i love that um that five over three there has put was confused until realized you meant 762 by 54 so that that 308 762 that 762 is referring to the mosin ammo not the ak ammo which makes a little bit more sense yeah <laughs> if you're getting domed yeah. by ak's with his armor mod you've uh you've got problems I think um, against the squad, yeah, exactly. So there has been a, it's been a, for a little while now. That's a long while, I think. Yeah, that I've noticed you don't very often get into PvP and end up in an unconscious state. It's usually live or die. Yeah. Um, I think one of the problems with that, and I think um, the modern not not a banana sort of tackled some of this, is that. A lot of the ammunition types in in Daisy don't have very uh, much variety. They're not very different. Yeah. Um, and so, like, not a banana did a, a mod to rebalance the damages that the different bullets do, so that there is more you know reason to use different bullets, and so that they add different effects. Which I I guess I've uh, may may help in getting unconscious states, but yeah, it's it's. Um, Seems like Happy Bombs is, is is trying to get that back in more the the more of the uh, the unconscious states, um, which is cool. 
there's the, like, it, it adds more variety to PvP in situations. Uh, you think you've killed somebody and then suddenly they're awake again, things like that. Yeah. I, I, I do like it. I mean, also, the... Go on, mate. I, I would say presumably it would have something to do with the amount of penetration in the vests as well. Because if I'm not mistaken, it's your shock value that determines your unconscious state. So I would assume, and I might be completely wrong, that he's made it so that the there's less chance of a bullet penetrating the vest, but it still hits hard enough that it will do enough shock damage to yeah. actually make you go unconscious, which which okay. I think is absolutely brilliant. Well, I don't know what happened, because in like 0.62, it was really well balanced. You could go unconscious, break your legs on that, then 6.3 happened, then one shot to the head and you're dead 90% of the time. Like, how did... When they updated to like point six three and so on, how did it go so far fetched from what it was? Hmm. That, that's interesting because on on six three launch they implemented a system, a new a new health system. I don't know if you remember that, but uh, in the early days of six three, you you wouldn't die if you get shot in the leg, if you get shot in the arm. Your, it wouldn't affect your health at all. You would just bleed, and by then there was no shock damage, so you would never go and con. So you could basically fray someone in the leg and no fracture, no one con, just one stack of bleeding. Uh, it was, I, I think it was promising. It was something different because the vital hit zones were much more vulnerable this way. Uh, if you get, if you hit someone in the lung, it would probably be uh, a hit kill with a uh, high caliber. And the same for a headshot. But uh, it didn't work well by then because, again, we didn't have fractures or unconsciousness. I think it would work well now. But they removed that completely at some point and rolled back to how health system was. I have no idea why. Really interesting. Hopefully it's something they work on more in the future because do feel it's lacking that variation in gunfights like it as long as you can shoot a gun in daisy then you can kill somebody it, there's no particular skill like you there's yes. not like... I, I think yeah i think over the over since we've moved into um the new engine and everything pvp has become a lot less a lot more stale than it used to be it's very simple live or yeah. die pvp is is usually not a long drawn out fight like it used to be uh it's it's usually over within seconds you mm -hmm. see somebody they see you whoever gets the best shot off first boom that's it um yeah so yeah it it will be good to see more of that come back especially now that they've got broken bones in uh anybody in the past who, who who's experienced broken bones has probably been experienced getting shot knocked out waking up to find your legs broken and all your stuff gone so it will be it would be nice to bring it back for many reasons the the unconscious states it makes for much better pvp um so hopefully it's something that the, that maybe is going to be worked on again in the future well it seems to work quite well for you know with happy bombs and, and the way he's got his armor set up because i know on on thursdays he does a thing called death uh, death squad mini events on his servers where he has a group of like four or five people um, that are the death squad. And then it's everybody else's job on the server to go and gear up. And you, you don't have to do it on the day. You can spend 
you know, four or five days getting getting geared up and get ready. And then you have to go and basically hunt down the death squad. And the idea is you go and, um, you know, if you can kill them or you can kill other people, you get points. And at the end of the week, those points are added up. Uh, and then after a certain length of time, whoever's got the most points for, for kills and whatever else wins like a uh, like a, a, a hoodie, a branded hoodie for his, uh, you know, his server and things like that. So the armor work, the way he's got the armor set up works really well for that because the first couple of times I watched it, he was on the death squad. He got shot, but would go down and would go unconscious, but then get up and have that chance to fight back. And then it's a it's a matter of skill and luck then whether you actually um you, you know manage to get back up and actually pick your weapon back up and defend yourself and can heal in time and like you say it's there's nowadays there's no drawn out fights if you're at northwest airfield and you get shot now it's pretty much a case of right that's it i'm i'm done fuck it i'm dead you just hit respawn as soon as you can because there's no oh i've been hit in the side i'm gonna go and take covering this camo building heal a bit and then you know cover the door and there's net there's not that tense amount you know that that 20 minutes where you're sat there trying to negotiate with your attacker and have that you know have that role play have that interaction there isn't that so much anymore so i think this really does add add that in a bit more not only that i think uh after 6-3 they the the devs always wanted the game to be not realistic, as many mentioned, but to be a, sur a unique, hardcore survival experience, as they put. But after 6.3, I feel like gunplay is uh, has gotten so generic, man. It feel, feels like Call of Duty. How fast you can just ADS and click someone in your screen is nothing compared to what we had in 6.2. Uh, have you guys heard about a mod called Sued, worked on by a guy named Simon, I believe? Doesn't really now. No. You should check it out. Uh, he posted something on mod in Discord uh, on Showcase a while ago. It looks really promising because it's basically he's working on uh, a set of expansions, but one of them is a gunplay overhaul. It's it it changes how the sway of the gun works, the recoil, uh, how even even how the hip fire works. Uh, the way it's in. The, the animation in first person doesn't obey the animation in third person, if you compare. In his mod, it does, and it feels a bit more like we, what we have in, what we had in 6.2, where, I don't know if you remember that, but there was a delay for you to drag the hipfire, the crosshair across the screen. Depending on the gun you had, there was a delay for the character to follow up and line up the shot. We don't have that now, but uh, hopefully with this mod, uh, it will be much more similar to what we had. Looks really promising. All right. I think it's oh. called Suit. Suit. Okay. I'll have a look on the. You say it's in the modders Discord, did you? Yes. In showcase. Uh, it's on showcase. Uh, yeah. I'll link it here for you. Take a look okay. later. Thank you. Uh, okay. So let's move on from that one. Um, here we got a tweet from. Trump's wall have had a rebrand. Um, they have di ditched the Trump's part and they are now called the wall. Um, I don't, this bit, uh, the part underneath it's, it's put 
Oh, okay. So, right. I'm sorry. My, my mistake. So, it looks like they're keeping one uh, Trump's Wall Daisy server, but they're rebranding all the other ones to the wall. Looks like uh, it, yeah. Yeah. I did have to have a little bit of a laugh when I uh, when I first heard about that, because I think it was, it was actually, it was uh, OG Cal who uh, who mentioned it to me uh, about a week ago because we were talking about the uh, the whole American election situation and the fact that it looks like Trump's on his way out. Um, you know, I don't want to get too political, but she she did say to me, uh, oh, "What what do you reckon that they'll have to they'll have to change their names?" Bit of foreshadowing. She must have known something. She's like, "Oh, they they're, they're going to have to they're, surely they're going to have to rename if Trump doesn't get reelected." She said, "What on earth are they going to end up calling it?" And I said, "I'll oh, just call it like Biden's fence or something like that," you know. But the fact that they've they've kept it so similar, you know, I, th- I think I think it's it's pretty good. The graphic looks the way they've done it. It looks really well. It looks really well done because they've kept the same style, um, but with their new branding, with the whole the wall part rather than the Trump part. You know, they've kept the same font, same style. So it's pretty good, to be fair. Yeah, I don't know what's. Uh... I don't know what's prompted it, like you say, yeah, maybe it's to do with Trump being out of office now, like, well, going out of office or whatever it's put. Um, maybe maybe they just didn't want to be associated with him anymore, I don't know, don't know, but good luck to him anyway. Well, to be um, fair, some of their servers are actually can be quite fun to play on. They're, they're definitely not hardcore. Like, it's just constantly, like, full pop, run around, madness, shouting, screaming you know making fart noises you've got all sorts of stupid shit goes on but it's <laughs> it's the easiest first 15 to 20 minutes of your life on some of their servers because people are so nitpicky on their servers with where they want their spawns to be that you'll if you spawn anywhere near sort of solnichi down to kami you just you walk down there and just if you walk most people walk along the beach anyway to check the boats to see if they can get any food you don't have to worry about the boats. The amount of dead bodies, and because you spawn with, like, a can of food and a drink on you, you spend 10 minutes running down the road from Solnichni to, to Kami, and you're, you're going to get full amount, you're going to get all the food and drink to survive that you could ever possibly want off of the people that have just F11'd and, and ended up somewhere else, and obviously they've just dropped all their, their gear on the floor. Yeah, I, I, they're not um, they're not known as survival servers as far as I know, but they've been a, Trump's wall's been around or the wall now, been around for a, for a long, long time. I know when back when I sort of had the the big collection of so I don't know about seven servers or something, and I started shutting them down for my year break. Um, they were they were already started taking off pretty well Trump's wall, and then afterwards when I shut down, they obviously got a lot more players came to him. And over the years, uh, Modern's got quite a decent community going over there now. It's, it's, it's I, I, don't, I can't recall how many, but I think he's got about 10k or something in his Discord. I think, um, really popular servers, and uh, I, I hope good luck to him with the rebrand. I hope it. I hope for whatever reason they've done it, it goes well for him. Absolutely. Him. <clears throat> um. Right, we're 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 getting we're getting on towards the final one here now. Uh, subject, which is Mr. OG has joined the Running Man Stream Team. Now, I'm not very familiar with the Running Man Stream Team. Uh, I obviously know I obviously know OG and Running Man very well, but I didn't I didn't realize he had his own stream team. 
the running man, correct me if I'm wrong, was he not once part of the Karma uh, crew, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So when did he when did he start his own uh, stream team? Do we know? Uh, it's got to be coming up to about a year now. Okay, so it's it's been around for a while then. Okay. There's okay. big a lot of big names in there. Uh, Septon Falcon, Jahito. Uh, Sergeant Raging Snakes in there as well that I mentioned earlier. He's a he's a cool guy. That sounds like a powerhouse stream team then. It's pretty are good. You, are you in it, Foxy? You're in it, are you, Foxy? Yes, I am. I'm streaming Discord. I've got a Discord channel in it, so I can see everyone, but I don't want to click it because it's... Um, hold on. I'm trying to find out. All, there's probably about 30 people in there, maybe more. There's a lot. Oh, of, no. um, a lot of smaller streamers as well, like myself. Um, but, yeah, like I say, Septic's in there. Amish, Zed, is in there. Happy Bombs. There's a decent chunk of. Sounds the, like a powerhouse. Yeah. What's the name of it again? The Survivor Z. Oh yes. And Mr. OG then. So, is this? Okay, I'm. Well, I thought he was in the Karma Crew, was he not? He was. Yeah, he left Karma Crew a few right. weeks back. I think we. Co- I think okay. I'm pretty sure we covered it on the podcast. Yeah, this is what I mean. It's ringing a bell. It's ringing a bell to me. Yeah, because um, I think we. Because I think we've had. We've seen a few people leave Karma Crew over the last sort of year or so, haven't we? And there was that that sort of period of time where we were kind of wondering why because it's it seemed like having one person leave is you know these things happen people leave people move on people do different things but to have two or three people leave in in a short space of time even if it was a year you know is is unusual so i don't imagine it ever happening but i would love to have og on the podcast to actually talk about that specific time period and sort of maybe his reasons as to why he left karma crew and then ended up joining survivors yeah it would be interesting to put a link in your chat uh if you click on that it'll give you the full list of people in there okay so a quick look he was on the the front page of twitch today mr og and he was peaked at around two and a half thousand viewers he was a pretty good stream i was liking him there before i came here yeah he's a funny guy uh is og He's entertaining. Oh, yeah. I would love to know what goes into getting that front page shit going, though, because the amount of same people that I see on the front page on an almost daily basis for, 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 it seems like for a DayZ streamer to get on there is actually really cool. Like, that's, you know, that, that's a really cool thing to see that. So, but I would love to know how they, how they came into, like, came up with that idea. To actually somebody, have a somebody streamer. actually asked. Sorry, somebody actually asked him in the chat, and his response was he just asked his Twitch representative if he could be on the front page, and they sorted it for him. All right. So... Okay. Oh, well, then again, I suppose he is partnered, isn't he? So it kind of, kind of makes sense. He has that little bit of extra pull, so to speak, in a good way, you know, with to to get that sort of thing going and. I think it's brilliant. The idea of seeing a Daisy streamer on the front page of Twitch is that on its own with no context is absolutely phenomenal. But then when you add in that it's OG, that just makes it all the better, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, he's joined a powerhouse team, definitely. I'm just looking for, like, you was reading out some of the names, Fox. Yeah, I mean, there's half my friends list in here. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is a, a powerhouse, definitely. I... Uh- 
I wonder. I'm thinking there's a few. So there's a few sort of former Karma crew members in here. Then I think. Yeah, you got Lottie, OG. Yeah. Um. I think he said he always also made a point of trying to invite smaller, in inverted commas, streamers into the team, and I think he's done well with, you know, inviting a, a big range of people from people like Mr. OG to, you know, much smaller streamers. I think it's really a really good initiative that he's doing. He's also brought people like who are streaming other languages, like they're from different countries, they don't speak English or anything, he's brought them into the team, but they wholly play survival games. Like Dr. Dryst, he's, he's a yeah. hilarious guy. I love him. I love his streams and love when he teams to Paul, but it was only through the survivors that I've became aware of, of Dr. Dryst. He's, you know, a cracking fella. Wild yeah, and, and it actually says in the description of the stream team there at the bottom as well, it actually sort of lays out in the sort of the third paragraph where it starts a history of playing survival games. That kind of, that paragraph there kind of sums up the the requirements if you like so to speak in in sort of you know to to be considered for the stream team to a degree as well sort of you know you need to be able to grow your own viewership a little bit have your own community behind you have that passion for survival games things like that so it's not like he's just going ah oh, you know i've seen your name in the community a little bit this week i'll tell you what i'll chuck you an invite what's the worst that can happen you know he's actually carefully curating every streamer that he invites into that stream team and like you say, looking at that list, I mean, he's got people like Digiblast, Aussie Rogue, Lottie, Rivet. He's got Sergeant Raging Snake, Ariana, Happy Bombs. He's got some absolutely phenomenal names in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems like he's he's, he's not trying to just set up a team for the sake of it. He's uh, he's got everybody here, everybody at well, all the names that I I know recognise are all people that can carry themselves very well stream wise. Um, but yeah, it looks like he's trying to nurture a bit of talent. It looks like a good team of people. OG yeah, definitely. will definitely fit in well there as well. Um, I, I'm not seeing it, but um, it'll be. I can see there being a lot of collabs between OG and people in here. Ariana, uh, Running Man, obviously. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Good luck to OG. Wish him the best. Um, all right, this is bringing us towards the end of the cast now. Um, what we do now, usually, so my agenda is saying Daisy Twitter watch, but I have nothing. I don't think there's been too much going on in the world of Daisy Twitter, has there really? Um, no, I think 110's kind of made it a little bit business wise for them rather than yeah. the, rather than the personal replying to people with funny stuff, it's been more. You know, very business first. Let's get one ten out of the way. So I think it's, with the exception of the the everything to do with one ten, it's been kind of quiet this week for them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, coming up to Christmas now, though, perhaps we'll see. Uh, perhaps we'll see more from him. I think there was a a thing about a, an autumn sale or something, or a fall sale for the Americans in the chats. Um, where there was there was something about I don't know if it was just on console or whether it was on PC. I saw something about getting like the Livonia map for like 20% off or something. I think there's a, I know that there's a sale going on in their shop. If you want to buy like the physical copies of the map or like a Daisy t-shirt, they've currently got a sale going on on those. Um, it's only like a few, like four quid, I think for, a, for one, for the maps. So 
you know they're they're definitely uh they're definitely still still moving and shaking with it yeah um oh my poor tailbone but yeah we'll we'll, uh, we'll hope we'll get a bit more life out of the uh the daisy twitter account over christmas uh It'd be good. To, it'd be good to see loads of people flooding over Christmas as well to play the game. I think. I, I think with especially with the lockdown and everything else going on, good time to do a sale, get people involved. Yeah. So yeah. Well, yeah. Don't, don't they normally do like a free weekend around the time they bring out a big update like one ten? I've seen them do free weekends on occasion for things like. Yeah. That. I know they yeah, did one with um, Lavo- when Livonia came out. They did a big free weekend, didn't they? So everyone had the chance to. To get and play on the map without having to own it and then you could once the free weekend was over that's it you had to buy it or sod off essentially so i'm wondering if they'll do another one and whether they'll do like a christmas event on vanilla on the official servers as well yeah i have wondered that if we're gonna get any little small something update for christmas um yeah i mean i was a little bit disappointed with the um with the halloween event thing they did they did the the temporary custom halloween servers and i mean other than the fact it was just you couldn't see more than about 50 feet in front of you because it was so foggy there was nothing else according to the tweet they put up they said there was going to be like i think they they alluded to more wolves and then being a bit more dangerous but over like three days i didn't see a single bloody wolf so you know if it wasn't for the fact that helkiana did a really good job with her serve with willow glade for having halloween stuff on and doing an event it was it was otherwise it was going to be a bit of a washout you know it seems like it's a shame to say but once again it was up to community modded servers to come in and and kind of save the day and salvage it a little bit little little seasonal events and 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 things for for special occasions is definitely something that could uh not only is it obviously it keeps the 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 current player base entertained and and you know but uh, it's potential for bringing new players in all the time um like you say, people. The amount, I mean, the amount of streamers and stuff, for instance, that uh, will you know, as soon as you get near Halloween time, all the horror games start getting played. You know, uh, yeah. if they all, or that they just popped on a, a little special event, you know, it would uh, it would probably bring in more, more coverage, content, players, all that type of stuff. It did seem a little bit um, lackluster for the Halloween. Hopefully, we'll get something good for Christmas. I don't know really what kind of event you could do for Christmas. Maybe add healthy on the snowballs, and then we can all just mm-hmm. have snowball fights. That like kind that. of thing. That that could be something good, you know. If you're listening, devs, which I hope you are, please give us some snowballs to throw at each other. Thank <laughs> well, you. We're a simple lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, right, it's that part of the show um, where we have the guest host spotlight of the week. Now, I'm going to be straight up. I am not prepared for this this one <laughs> this week. I do not have anything to hop to, to to spotlight i am very very sorry it's been a busy week with the uh, 1.10 updates and everything else but um first of all winstride has there been anything mod wise server wise anything like that's caught your attention recently recently mm, no things i'm looking forward to are uh asaker namask and that that mod i mentioned dude uh that mod really everything that comes to my mind for the moment. Yeah, I must admit I'm looking forward to Ethica quite a bit. That's um I've seen, I've seen some of the locations they've created and, and it's exciting me. Yeah. That's one to look forward uh, to. Yes. 
that mod Windstrider was on about, I just posted a link to the YouTube channel in your chat. All right. Okay. Oh, yeah, I posted a couple links. Okay. I've got recoil comparison. Uh, so he's done one here with a lot. This is to do with. There's also a link to the him testing the dead zone. It's a Discord link for us to check it. Ah, Simon Vic, that's a name I recognize. I recognize that name. I'm very sure he tunes into my stream, actually. The other video uh, said it was soft skill based as well for the recoil. Yes. New this hand animations fun. and more. That sounds very interesting. Okay. Yeah, this guy's a talented scripter. I like that, the idea of soft skills-based recoil. That's cool. Oh, okay, so it zoom, it's yeah, yeah, he zooms in faster depending on what stance he's in. Very good, interesting. Um, what's this one here as well? Let's have a quick look. Right, so I actually go sort of like up and to the left. Yeah, you can like see a difference. It does. Yeah, and now let's see when he goes back and does this one. Very just jerk. <laughs> That's yeah, actually quite the, cool. The vanilla animations are almost like the, the gun kind of, the barrel just goes straight up, but the gun itself kind of looks like it just pops straight back. Whereas with his, it looks like it's a little bit more realistic. It's a bit more realistic recoil with it. Yeah, and did I notice as well... I'm just checking when he does another shot. Yeah, so every time he takes a shot, the barrel's flicking in a different direction as well. I don't know if you noticed. That's very cool. Yeah, with vanilla, it seems to all be the same, doesn't it? It seems to be very uniform. It always pops up and to the left ever so slightly. But the recoil patterns for his are very different. So that makes a big difference to PvP then, definitely. Yeah. That's going to be interesting. Okay, I... We haven't got time to play out all the video clips right now, but I'm definitely going to check that mod out. Um, might do it on stream after or, or later on. But yeah, that's really interesting. Stick a like on that one so I can get back to him easy. Very good. Nice, nice. Um, okay, what about you, uh, Foxy? Have you got any anything you want to highlight for us this week? Um, not really. I'm just sat. Patiently waiting for the mask. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, it's, uh, that's kind of the overshadowing one at the minute. Um, I think as well, they, there's there's not been too many mod releases in the last week that I've I've noticed. Mostly like I think one of the most popular ones is is, is probably this no broken legs thing. <laughs> like um, it came out very quickly, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, that was out within an instant. Uh, what about you, Brim? Have you got anything you uh, you want to highlight this week? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, the only thing that I've sort of seen really this week that I've paid a huge amount of attention to was uh, Wobo put out a 50 tips and tricks for 110. Um, so it's basically, you know, the type of clothing you are. It's a fairly quick video. Like, he talks quite quickly in it. Um, but it's literally, it is what it says on the tin. It's just 50 tips, you know, how to survive, basically. Sort of have the best type of clothing to wear, you know, talking about the the uh the food a little bit and how it decays and things like that so it's a really really good little informational video it's i mean like i said it's six and a half odd minutes long and it just details everything you could possibly need to know about the new patch basically i must say wobo's top tip videos are like an iconic part of daisy for me i remember when i first started playing daisy Every time one of them come out, I was watching it and learning something from it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Wobo Wobo's video here. I haven't watched this one yet. I've been watching all his um stuff to do with like penetration and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, the amount of things that I have learned since he has returned is is amazing from his videos. I've learned uh, more than I will use. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. That cooking yeah. pot bomb, though, with the grenades in it, that's a hell of a thing. Uh, for, for, yeah. For the current base raiding, you know, with the with the way the vanilla changed the base raiding, that's a hell of a thing. There's also a lot of trolling you can do with that. I won't say it on <laughs> stream because I feel a lot of server owners will hate me for it, but there's a filthy <laughs> thing that you can do with that that's very, very trolly. Um, that you're not supposed to be able to do on a lot of modded servers. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, his video's always good. Always good. The effort he puts in, yeah. Wobo, is, is I mean, you can insane. see there as well, he's doing some of the penetration tests and things. Like, that canopy on the new truck doesn't offer any ballistic protection. You know, you can shoot the battery on the side of the truck and it'll, um, you know, it'll, it'll stop the vehicle, shoot the engine... It'll stop the vehicle, you know. You can crawl underneath the truck because it's got such high clearance. So if someone's trying to run you over, you can either try and jump out of the way or you can risk trying to go prone and hope that they don't, you know, try and yeah. steer and overcorrect and hit you with their back tyres. So that's, I... that's going to change a few things. Yeah, I've seen, a few, uh, I've seen a few videos where people have just about managed to get down prone underneath a V3S as it's gone over, like... But yeah, um... Whether you're a veteran to Daisy or a new player, Wobo's videos, top tips, always very, very informative and will often uh, mean the difference between you being not so good and better at Daisy. Yeah. He, will de he will definitely school you in the right direction. Um, and if you like innuendo and, and rude jokes, you're laughing. Yes. He's got all of that. The word penetration is used in a great many ways in his videos. <laughs> and it always leaves yeah. me giggling like a fucking child. Yeah, he doesn't uh he definitely don't doesn't hold back on the innuendo. <laughs> it definitely it definitely makes it for more interesting videos. Well, if you haven't seen that anyway, the uh is the link in my no, I will put the link in my chat now so you can check I'll... out I think well, I posted you, the link. Did you do it? I don't know. I'll post it Let again. Double just in check. Case. There yes. we go. We've got it in there. Yeah, there All right. Um, finally, uh, Val, have you got anything this week you'd like to highlight, mate? 
Yeah, I do actually. There's um, there's an Xbox server which is NCRP, which I believe I've mentioned before. I think for the past sort of since one ten came out, they're sitting at the top of the the Xbox community servers in terms of you know people playing on the server. And I think it's just I don't play much Xbox days. I've played a bit since the Series X came out, but it's really really good community. And if there's any Xbox players watching, I definitely recommend checking out their server they do spaggy's run die retry event as well every oh, few sick. months um so it's a really interesting server and a really good community so i've seen their name pop up. up quite a bit recently as well even before 110 i've seen seen them quite active on twitter and things and, and sort of replying to various people and things like that and i've i've seen quite a lot of people say quite positive things about the server so I don't play on console anymore, but yeah, like you say, if there's any console players out there watching, especially on Xbox, go for it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's um, it must be a little bit harder to get a popular um, console community going. So uh, if it's a, if it if it, if it's a popular one, it's probably very very good then. So uh, definitely check that one out, console players, if you're here. Um, Oof. Where are we at then? We, 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 two hours, 38 minutes. This is not been a bad one. It's not been a bad one and it's been really interesting as well. I've enjoyed it a lot. My first host as well. I hope I've managed to entertain you and, and everything else. You've done very well, do, mate. Do, do an all right job of it. An all right job. Uh, Winstride, it's been a yes. pleasure to have you on the, on the show, mate, as a guest. Really enjoyed it. Uh, a fan of your work, mate. And I look forward to see what more stuff you come out with in the future. Yes, and there's, thanks there's, very much. Yeah, honestly, it's been good having you, mate. We're also um, we're having a um, a bit of a Christmas special um, podcast. I think it's on the nineteenth, where we're going to be. Yeah, we're going to be we're going to be going all day, and any past previous guest or modders and things like that, all welcome to drop in. Um, there'll be loads of people in that that you you probably know. Uh, we're just having a bit cool. of a free fall and a bit of a chat about the year of Daisy. It'd be a pleasure if you joined us, mate. All right, we'll do. Awesome. Thank you, for awesome. No, no, thank nice you mate. Thank you. you. Nice speaking to you. Val, Brim, Foxy, it's been a pleasure, mate. Thank you for the carry, boys. Appreciated it. No worries, mate. You did a lot better than you thought you would, didn't you? All right, it's not been too bad. It's not been too bad. I've enjoyed it. The All right, guys. always the worst. Once you, get, <laughs> oh, yeah. once you get over the once you get over it and you get used to it, you're fine. That's all right. So, so now, as soon as I end the show, I can just collapse on the floor in a, in a heat. <laughs> I won't be too far behind you. I think at this point, <laughs> mate, I've held in two and a half hours of my weak bladder here, so that's the first place I'm going. <laughs> Listen, everyone, thanks again for tuning in. Um, next week's guest is I don't I I think I've forgotten to put who next week's guest is in my. Uh, who it is actually as well we've got a, have a, a channel for it somewhere yeah let's have a look um i feel like it's called attendance or something like that where is it uh, oh, oh did he oh did he yeah actually yeah i looked last night yeah good shout um that'll be another great show uh look forward to that one i think is it boydy that's hosting next week i think so is yeah it? it should be yeah yeah, all being well. Um, if you're wondering where Boyd is, everyone, uh, and you missed the start of the show, he's had a bit of surgery um, to try and make him uh, look more handsome. It's failed. Um, 
and he's just taking a bit of a time <laughs> off to, uh, to 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 condole himself, you know. <laughs> We've usurped him. Yeah. Right. Anyway, thank you very much, everyone, for tuning in. It's been a pleasure. Take it easy, everyone. See you later, Winstribe. See you later, Foxy. See you later, Val. Brim. See you, guys. Take it easy. See you later, guys. See you later, Enjoy the rest of your See day. You later,